welcome to the latest episode of the Basement Talk podcast. Hope you all are well. I am your host, Ed Birdsall. Joined as always by my co-host, Brett Mayer and Tim Brady. Gentlemen, how the heck are you? Happy weekend. Uh, happy weekend. Uh, happy to be here. Episode 13. Uh, no uh, no argument there. We got it right this time. No, I think we're we'll have it right. We're on a run. We're I think we've got it right like three times in a row. which is impressive. We're we'll have it right for the rest of time now. Uh, very excited for this deep sleeper. A lot to talk about. How you doing? <laughs> Let's just get it going. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, producer, are you ready to go? I am ready to go. Let's get One, this started. Wonderful. So, it is that time of the week again. It is time for Deep Sleeper. The draw was done randomly before the show, as it always is. And, Tim, you are the lucky guy. You win the draw. So, Beautiful. who is your Deep Sleeper for the week? Uh, my Deep Sleeper this week is Fantasy Football. Hmm. You know, you thought it was over. NFL season's just wrapped up, unfortunately. No, no. There's a new season of fantasy football. The spring season. The off season. We have our XFL fantasy football coming up. You know, I think we should all get a league going here. There's, there's what, four of us doing this podcast? I think we could probably uh, maybe make a team out of it. Do you guys want to know the top eight picks in the uh, XFL fantasy yeah, rankings this year? Sure. Because they're beautiful. Right? Are they? Yeah. We have... Um, Going first, we have Josh Johnson of the L.A. team. A quarterback? A quarterback, yep. Interesting. Number two. A quarterback, first overall. Oh, it's the XFL. The rules are different here. Number two, Christine Michael. Oh, Kristen Michael? Christine Kristen Michael. Michael Kristen Michael, former Packer and Seahawk. And Cowboy. Playing for the St. Louis football team. I still don't have these names down. I'm just going to refer to them as they're shown here. Uh, number three. Jazz Ferguson, wide receiver for the Dallas football team. This man's name is Jazz Ferguson. Does anyone know who that is? I've never heard of him. Never heard of him once. Okay. So it is the, um, so Josh Johnson plays for who? Um, The L.A. football team. As the Los Angeles Wildcats. Oh, it's, uh, And who's, who's next? Uh, Kristen Michael. For who? The St. Louis football team. The St. Louis Battlehawks. Oh, I like that name. And the, th- and the third was Dallas? Uh, Dallas, yes. The Dallas Renegades. Renegades. I knew that one, actually. Yes. Continue. Um, renegade, 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 whatever that means. I don't know. I hear that a lot. For Oh, actually, I do know a couple teams. All right, so we have, for fourth, we have Devion Smith, running back for the Tampa Bay Vipers. Mm-hmm. All right. Number five, we have D.C. Defenders quarterback Cardale Jones. He's the number five quarterback going in this league. Interesting. That is absurd. Very interesting. I'm still going to hear Trent Richardson. Uh, number five, Rashad Ross, wide receiver, DC Defenders. PPR. Ooh, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have to uh, just early pick DC Defenders winning this championship this year, because that is three DC Defenders now in the top eight rankings for fantasy football for the XFL this year. Number seven is Jarrell Presley, running back for the DC Defenders. Pick up their kicker then. Oh, A lot of points true. to be scored. Oh. I like that. You're already thinking. Uh, so we're doing this, right? Probably not. This is my favorite one in the top <laughs> eight rankings for the uh, running back for the Dallas Renegades. Anyone have a, I have a guess? Trent Richardson. Be? No. Do we know who he is? Yeah, you know who he is. We He's will. He's played in the league before. Uh, Peyton Hillis. Uh, nope. Uh, Bo Jackson. Nope. 
Close. Bo Jackson. They've called him the next Bo Jackson. Uh, Lendell White. Lendell White, former USC running back who played in the Rose Bowl 2006. No, I was going to spoil it for you. It's Cameron Artis Payne. Oh, Cameron Artis Payne. You know who that is. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, sure. I know that. If I know that name, Uh, I know who Cameron Artis Payne is, yes. Former Panther. Yeah. Um, Who was in the league last year? Let's see. Can I find Not this past year, but the year before. It doesn't look like Trent Richardson went. Oh, we know. This is a full mock draft. So where did Trent Richardson go? I'll tell you. Somebody made a full mock draft for the NFL. Yeah, it's, um, it's Fucking C- the CBS no guys. Rich Eisen, Chris Towers. Oh, I don't even know these guys, but they sound like they have good names. That's, um, that's CBS. Oh, who is it? Oh, Landry Jones with a third-round pick. Um, oh, i, I got to find Trent. What team is Trent on? I have no idea. Is he even in the league? <laughs> I think he is. Oh, number 35. I know his name. Donnell Pumphrey. Danelle Pumphrey. Yeah. A, I think that's a former running back. He's a running back, yep. Look at you, Brad. Always up with the knowledge. Um, Alright, let's see if he's actually playing. Apparently he's not. Okay, he's uh, a free Trent's agent. not playing? No, he's not. He's a free agent? That's horrible. Oh, DC defenders need to snag him and secure their title run then. It's I mean, a goal line a, running back. That's right a there. great goal line running Damn, back. Right he's there. 29. Uh, he's only 29? You're saying he's already 29. I was thinking in terms of it felt like he played five years in the NFL and it's been five years since he played. Mm. No, he played like two years in the NFL, I believe. What What was his deal? Why was he out so quick? He's blind. He was blind, I believe. Those, those <laughs> videos of, of him just oh missing God, holes. His hairline is atrocious. Yeah, his wow. hairline He's starts behind the midpoint. Trent is not aging well. Oh, jeez, that poor guy. He's got to go bald. Where, uh, where are his stats? Let me get his stats up for you, Tim. Oh, I'm sure they're, they're wonderful. He had one good season. I remember he was a good, good fantasy running back one season. Yeah, he was. He was, he was, uh, he ran for 1,000 that year? No, he ran for 950 yards. He had three, he had 11 touchdowns. 11 touchdowns, yeah. Any receiving yards? Uh, yeah, he had, uh, 51 receptions. receptions. What? PR God, Trent Richardson, That's what it was. Uh, he lasted till 2014. Wow. Ed, what are you looking at right now? I'm just marveling because I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Oh, you have literally nothing? Okay. I have nothing to contribute. Okay, well. It just shows how little I care about the XFL. I, I just I, can't believe that. Like, you watch preseason football and act like it's a good television. Yes, because it, it's excited. attached to the NFL. But what is the XFL? I'm, I'm molding this into a, into a two part deep sleeper. Okay. Just fucking appreciate the XFL. I mean. No! Like, just why not just watch it? Like, get the viewership numbers up. Watch so hockey can, then. No, but it's hockey's not on in the middle of the day on a Saturday and Sunday at three or five. Like, who cares about that? Like, are you sure? <laughs> are the you fuck? positive? Well, why what, is what it? That's in the XFL. I don't know. I don't give a shit about <laughs> hockey. It's fucking stupid. I can't follow the puck. We went over this. I don't give a fuck about the NX- XFL. I could care about washed up athletes. I'd rather watch professional sports. Thank you very much. I mean, look, the XFL has a great opportunity to just fill a wonderful gap that everyone knows they want filled. That football Sunday in the middle of March. Is that not what everyone's asking for? No. I'm surprised there's not more. No, I'm, I'm being <laughs> facetious here. I know, it, I know it hasn't worked before. It's not going to work. But who I just don't understand him? why. I, I could give less of a fuck who wins this thing. I just want people to watch it. So You're not a team? Well, I just said DC Defenders are probably going to win it because they have three top eight picks in the fantasy draft. They play but, 2 o'clock on Saturday, ABC. Could, can you guys watch one game with me? Can we watch one game? I'll need to be uh, heavily intoxicated. That's fine. I'll have to be running off of 10 minutes of sleep so I can <laughs> sleep through it. <laughs> the, the 
lack of respect for the XFL is just mind blowing. I mean, I would give it some of the logos are pretty cool. The logos are cool. You got some notable coaches. You got some great former players. I mean, who's not excited to watch Kristen Michael run the ball down the field in DC on a fucking Sunday? I, I'm hoping you at use five o'clock and not four twenty-five or four o'clock. I'm hoping the way you use that word "great" is you're using it very, very loosely. Yo, very loosely. Okay, good. I just think with the with the uh, WWE minds behind this, I feel like they're gonna make it at least entertaining. They oh yeah, because WWE products is just so great, right? I mean, they know how to market shit. Are we gonna deny that the WWE is still around and it had one of its best years like two years ago? It's like they're doing something right. This is true. I mean. If it comes out here and there's brawls all game long, you act like you don't want to watch that. Well, they're not going to be brawls yeah, all game long because there's no convicts on the field. Well, that's the no one with a criminal record. All right, and you know what? You don't need a criminal. Oh, so all right, so everyone who plays hockey is a, is a criminal then? Absolutely not. So they have brawls in hockey. Absolutely not. Well, we love it's brawls part of the hockey. game. So but why we... can't it be part of the football game? I'm. We're not saying it's not going to be. We're just saying that using our context clues of there being no criminals in the XFL. There's probably not going to be much. But there's very few criminals many, in hockey. And many brawls. There. So I'm saying, what's to say there can't be some good brawls in the XFL? I'm not, I'm not denying it. Bench clearing brawls in the first week, that wouldn't be set up at all. That would just be another thing, I'm sure. It's the baseball now. Bench is clearing brawls in football. You don't want the whole team getting suspended. That's a great way to run the XFL out of. You can't suspend the whole team, so they wouldn't suspend the whole team, and it would just be great. People would yeah, they just forfeit. to replace us with. We are the replaceables. They'd forfeit the games instead, and then there wouldn't be games on TV, so it's a win-win for everyone. This is definitely the lull of sports, because you have, like, mid-season basketball. Yeah, you have the All-Star break coming up for the NBA, which is going to be wonderful. By the way, Team LeBron is going to absolutely destroy Team Giannis, but that's besides the point. Then you have you have hockey in there, too, but it's like you're looking forward to baseball, you're looking forward to golf, you're looking forward to the Masters, the official start of spring. I mean... We're we're in this little lull, so I could see how people will watch the XFL, but watch at a point where you're absolutely one hundred percent dedicated to watching the the XFL. Mm. The, the, I'm not clearing my schedule to sit down and watch the XFL. This is my goal with the XFL. I want to promote it and hype it up and talk about it so much, and I know my outreach is not nearly enough to ever save the XFL from imminent doom. But I want it to get to the point where it makes it a season or two, and then it's watchable, and then I'll start watching it. Tim, I have a question for you. Did you watch the Pro Bowl a couple weeks ago? No, you actually did. no I didn't no, watch the Pro Bowl. Right, so we need to stop <laughs> talking about this right now. You said you were going to watch the Pro Bowl, and you didn't watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I, I was working. Oh, okay. okay. I that's a valid enough. That's a valid enough excuse. I, I, I wanted can, to. I can handle I'll that. tell you that. I really wanted to. While I was at work, I was like, damn, I wish I was watching the Pro Bowl right now and not getting paid. To do other things, but I was getting paid to do other things, so you know. But to to be fair, there were other events that day that was, that restricted a lot of people from watching the Pro Bowl. There were. What happened that day? Uh, Kobe died that day. Yes, that was that day. Oh, I don't. Yes. I mean, we're talking about two different events. I don't. I'm not gonna. Well, there was a certain event that has taken place over the last <laughs> month that could take precedent. Overwatching the Pro Bowl. Well, no. I don't even no. stop you from to, watching the Pro Bowl. But. To, to, be, to be fair, I could think of about 500 other things that I would do than watch the Pro Bowl. And about 1,000 things I'd rather do than watch the XFL. I have a question. What would yes. you rather watch, the Pro Bowl or the XFL? Pro Bowl, because NFL players. I would rather watch the Pro Bowl, yeah. Certainly, yeah. I get to see okay. the best. I, I, I don't know how you guys chose <laughs> so easily. Those are both just such juicy, wonderful options. I mean, I... 
I don't have to think about that one for a I while. I can't wait for you not to watch one of these games this weekend. I'll try. <laughs> I don't want to. I, 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 I wish you the best try. of luck. You're not going to watch a single one of these games this weekend. <sighs> Will you watch? If, if you could watch one of these games this weekend cover to cover, then maybe I'll consider it. And he can review it on the podcast. Yes. All right, you know what? You've got a nice 10-minute window. Wait, this is tomorrow's game, Saturday? That is tomorrow, yes. Um, 2 o'clock. I'll be at work tomorrow, and the position I'm working tomorrow allows me to watch television during my job. Sounds like a great job. Yeah, it's great. Now, so, now you're going to be watching because you have nothing better to do. Hence what I said before. That's what I'm saying. It's just there. Why don't I just fucking watch it? It's just like every other sport. They have games in the afternoon. (laughs) It's not like it's a crazy thing to think of. I just didn't think of it like that. I didn't think that hockey was going to be on during the weekend, in the middle of the day. Is baseball on? I thought hockey is like a weekday sport. No, no, no. It's like the NBA. They don't play on the weekends ever. The NBA doesn't play on the weekends ever? (laughs) Sure, Tim. Yeah, sure, sure. Any other deep sleepers, Tim, or was was that it? Um, No, I had another one, but I forgot it. Just move on. If I remember, I might bring it back in. Uh, Brett, your deep sleeper, please. Okay, my deep sleeper is Dunkaroos. They're back, bitch. Yes. Summer 2020, Dunkaroos are making a comeback. I can think. Those of are for all the '90s foods kids. I'd rather eat than Dunkaroos. Yeah. No, I'm definitely. Just, I'm just trying to. No, I'm kidding. I'm no. just trying to play. Oh, you're just trying to. <laughs> just trying to push my buttons. No, I mean I agree. I th- he's just looking to disagree. Yes. He's embracing 100%. the hate. He's embracing the hate. He's going off of us being excited about Dunkaroos. While we were making fun of him being excited for the XFL. Have you ever had a Dunkaroo? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. See, I wasn't a really big sweet kid when I was, like, little, so I don't think, I've never had one. They were pretty good. Yeah. It's it, like they were amazing, but I think it's just the fact that they were gone for a little while. Yeah, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even, like, so it wasn't sweet, though, either, from what was, I remember. Was, like, wasn't it, like, cookies that you dip in icing? Yeah. yeah. It was like that's a sweet. Cracker. That's like, that's like well, so far out of my realm of food that I was eating when I was a kid. Then I guess we had different definitions of sweet. Like slices of pizza for dessert. Like that's my idea of like a snack. No, I'm serious. Mm. Like I, I didn't I didn't like cookies and cake and shit when I was a kid. So I know I, I can appreciate that. I'm not, I'm not really a, a, like an ice cream or, or cake kind of guy. I would have never said like, "Hey mom, can you pack me some fucking Dunkaroos for lunch?" Like no, that was not happening. Not gonna lie, I had to look up for a second what Dunkaroos were. What? Wow. No, I, I was just drawing a blank. Get, cut me some slack, and now I'm I'm refreshed. Also, very, there's like a million Dunkaroo. Very, like, low key. There's like a That's million it. Dunkaroo like remakes. Aren't they like like they have all those little like the packages? Remember the, the cheese crackers? Oh uh, yeah. But that's completely. But then different. they have like the other ones with the Oreo with the Oreo icing. Do they? Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, the, they make like the little cups. It, that little I always thought that like Dunkaroo was like a really like a general phrase. I didn't realize Dunkaroo was like they made Oreo. They made Oreos with like little icing packs. Yes. I gotta try this shit. Hey, where have you been? For apparently living under a rock, still waiting for my Dunkaroos. Yeah, Dunkaroos, they're back, bitch. 2020. Oh, four. Is that your only deep sleeper? Oh, yeah. That's all I got today. Okay. I have I have two. So, uh, my first one is uh, Fortnite. Fortnite's back. I started playing Fortnite again. It is... Um, Fuck Fortnite. It's interesting. It's a terrible game. It's interesting. My, fir- my first game back, 13 kill dub. Oh, here we go. You're going to brag? No, no, no. You're going to show the so, stats? All right, do I have to put you down on the mic like I did before when I, when I saw you playing Fortnite? Go ahead. You know that the, the reason that Fortnite is getting people back into it right now is because it's skill-matched like games. So your track record of being an absolute bum in Fortnite lobbies puts you with other bums, and then it makes this it easier. This is not true. Absolutely. 
It's no, I, it's 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 skill please, based. Please. It's skill based. Well, no, I I'm not de- I'm not debating the this, I'm not debating the skill based part. I am debating the bum part. I take that personally. You said before, you said there's a bunch of bots in my lobbies. They're not bots, they're just other real people who play like you. Oh no, they're probably bots. Uh and my next one is uh WFAN radio host Steve Summers, who went on the air the other night, two minutes late, and upon arriving on the air, said, and I quote I apologize to you all, my audience. I had to take a wicked piss. Close quote. New England guy? Nope. Right here in New York City. WFN. Hey, man, he's just being honest. Respect. What's this guy's name? Steve Summers. Telling the truth to his fans. Steve Summers. He's got to be from upstate. Honesty is the best policy. S-T-E-V-E-S-O-M-E-R-S. He's got to be from, like, Rochester. I don't know. Sounds like a Rochester guy. A Rochester guy? Yeah. What from fucking California? And he's saying uh-huh, wicked. Close. Yeah, pretty wicked, close. Wicked region. He should have said oh, something okay. along the like, lines of "I gotta take a gnarly." Piss, <laughs> I was bro. gonna say gnarly. No, wicked's like north of Albany. You could say wicked. I and guess you could say wicked in uh, in the WFAN studios and northeast of Long Island. Well, yeah. I don't know how well that must have been received. I don't, I don't know if you could say piss on wicked uh, pisser. I, I, he did not say wicked pisser. He said wicked piss. So I, I don't know if uh, the uh, FCC would be uh, very happy. Oh, isn't piss like one of those words? No. Yeah, it, it no, it's a gray, it's a gray, gray area. It's it's that's not a very classy word. I think it's like the, not. the FCC words are like the vulgar words that like yeah, it's a seven have other connotations. Like, it's the seven dirty words. Yeah, yeah. Can we say no? We can't say that. Well. It, it, it depends. It depends on um, how bad they are. I, I learned them, but I just forgot what they were uh, off the top of my head. Is piss on it? You don't have to oh, no, piss is on it. I was going to say, piss is on it. Cause piss is on it. Piss means piss. Like, you can't be like... All right, so you, you want you want to hear the uh, the seven? It's not, nothing racial. Nothing racial. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so we have shit. We have piss. We have fuck. We have cunt. We have cocksucker. We have motherfucker. And we have tits. You just bleep that whole thing out. This <laughs> entire section that he's saying that. Oh, you could say those are all Those are all fine words. I think... There's nothing, nothing no. racial, nothing sexist, two, nothing. Two or three of them. Nothing sexist. Two or three of them I definitely wouldn't use, but like motherfucker and cocksucker, I got no problem with that. Well, no, cocksucker is like, it's I guess that's involved. Tits. In, what's wrong? What's wrong with tits? Uh, tits is a no, body part. See, I have a problem with that. Breasts. I definitely don't have a problem with fuck. <laughs> Shit, motherfucker. Yeah, those I don't have a problem with. You gotta use motherfucker once in a while. I think a good hard like motherfucker. Yeah. It just drives a point home. It certainly does. I think. Douchebag drives. Oh, douchebag was on there. I didn't hear that. No, douchebag was not on there. But we're talking about words oh, that really God. drive home the point. Douchebag is really one of them because just it just sounds really nice coming out. Really? Yeah, I think so. Nah, I think so. The one that sounds nice is douchebag. Is, nah, schmuck. Nah, I don't like it. Schmuck is always yeah. Schmuck is very underrated. As, schmuck. As a good friend, as a good friend, Pete DeQuara says, schmuck just rolls off the tongue. It just comes out so. It cool. does. Schmuck. It's that like that that sh sound. Schmuck. That's yeah. another deep sleeper this week. Schmuck. Schmuck. Schmuck, Schmuck is a deep sleeper. Underappreciated. Underappreciated cuss. Schmuck. Schmuck. Do we think before we, we ask him, does Matt have a deep sleeper for us this week? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna set the line at minus two seventy. Yes, 
plus 160, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the minus 270. See, I asked you a question, and then you threw out those numbers, and now I forgot what my question was. And this I was Matt, sitting here thinking about well, this the is, odds of it and which side I would take. This, this is why I am the host, and I am supposed to take everyone's thoughts and manage, and manage them in my head. The question that you asked was, does Matt have a deep sleeper for the week? And I gave odds for each answer. I can't place a bet on that since we're filming this on Long Island. This is true. Good if point. If I was in Jersey, though, I would take the no plus because I'm all about the underdogs. Brett? Even though I think it is. Oh, you, you expect me to have an answer? Yes. You don't have to place a bet down. You don't have to place a bet down. Okay, okay. It's illegal. It's illegal. And we are a completely legal and law abiding podcast. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I'm a very honest person. I have inside information that he does have a deep sleeper. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh you have a source. Yes. Ooh, who is, who is your source? The man himself. Well, I oh. lied. I have two deep sleepers. Oh! oh. Well, that wasn't a part so of the So that means bet. the bet was voided then. The bet's voided. Well, I've had 20 minutes and 46, 47 seconds to uh, look up deep sleepers. Oh. So. Oh, we did right before the show. It's been 20 minutes already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I wonder why that is. <laughs> so, Thank you to the XFL. <laughs> My first deep sleeper is uh, Global Entry. So Ooh, the Department okay. of Homeland Security has suspended global entry applications for everyone living in New York amidst the um, sanctuary city status that New York has taken under our wonderful governor and mayor. So as a result, the federal government took away that privilege. What is global entry? It's, well, it's basically, you know, TSA uh, free check is? Take away my deep sleeper. Uh, he was, that was an open-ended question to the forum. Did like you know the, what? the special license kind of thing? Yeah. Is that yeah, what, what for, is it? The, like the enhanced license? For global travel, yes. Where you, you don't have to go through customs. It's basically either customs or you take a picture of your face on this computer. It says, welcome back to the country, and then you're free to go. Interesting. Yeah. It's another way to make money, pretty much, and make sure you're not a terrorist. Okay. And then... And that's gone now? Yeah. For New in York. New York. In New York, you can't, uh, you can't apply for it. Because we suck and we can't um, control our population. Yeah, this is not a political podcast, by the way. Just putting that out there. It's getting a little political right now. No, no, it's no, not. I was, I was going to apply for global entry. I'm kind of sick about it. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, we were, I was going to. Yeah, so was I. Yeah. I can't say that. I even knew Neither that was I. or ever planned on applying for yep. it. That's why you got you got to apply, though, for TSA pre-check. That's the, be- that's the best thing. Because as you get older and you start to apply for jobs and things like that, maybe you have to travel for a job interview, I'm, something I'm like that. I've never since I was in high school. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The, time, the times the they are changing. Facts. Now, my second deep sleeper... You're not going to be on Long Island for forever. You keep cutting them off. They're pissing off the producer. Right? Yes. You don't want him to quit on us. We already threatened to fire him, all right? We need to <laughs> well, he's on what? Strike four? He's on strike two. Strike two? Okay. All right, got it. So, my second deep sleeper is April 3rd, 2020. So Your we, sleeper is a date. Yes, it is a date. Because on that specific date, Money Heist returns to Netflix for his fourth season. And I fucking love that show. And all of you should watch Money Heist because the main character is so fucking hot. And it's about a bunch of people who rob shit. It's isn't that, absolutely electric. Isn't that show all in subtitles? Yeah, because it's a I Spanish just, show. I just don't have the attention. Neither do I. I'm with, what I, the hell? That oh, I'm no, with no, 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 no. It's not subtitles. They do English voiceovers. Oh. That's what makes a difference. Uh, that would fuck up my enjoyment. I agree. Um, I just like if I'm watching a show. Oh, they're so picky. Watching, picky. I got standards, all right. If yeah, I'm exactly. A show, if I'm watching a show and the audio is somehow messed up, where the voice is going and then the mouth is moving behind, yeah, I can't. That already on. fucks me up, and that's fully in English as it was intended. The show's canceled. If a show is 
the actor's mouth is moving in one language and the words are coming out in a different language. No, I'm not, I can't. I agree. I'm with I'm you. I'm sure it's a good show, but it's not for me. I'm with you. You can watch the XFL on April 3rd instead. Well, Ed, what would you rather watch? Money Heist or the XFL? Um, I would rather watch... <laughs> Shit. Yeah, come on. I have to answer this? You You've watched answer. Money Heist with me before. When? You, I can literally yeah, remember. You want a specific date and time? The, the little things. If I did, I don't hey, recall what I was watching. <laughs> uh, what I, I, I think Ed would rather jump off a bridge than do either. Yeah, I think I'd rather hang myself. Um, Whoa. 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 Let's keep that out of this podcast. I'd rather watch the XFL because it's sports. Fuck yeah. Fucking traitor. That's a point for the XFL. I will take that in stride. It's a point. It's a point for the XFL, but it's like a half a point. It's like... Speaking of points... It's like, what would you rather do? Eat shit or drink piss? Oh, seven dirty words. Can't say that. Apologize. Producer, please uh, please beat that. You're a fucking traitor. No. (laughs) Speaking of points, Tim? That might... Oh, I was going to say, speaking of points, the XFL has points. It doesn't like scoring points. Lots of points. Great concept. I thought you were going to say some cool shit about the XFL with, like, extra points, but no. I have no extra points. I have invested such little effort into this XFL. And I meant extra points as in points in the game, kicking Oh, like little, like... Yeah. Nice. You You weren't following what I was... You weren't picking up what I was putting down. I rarely am. No, Tim is definitely on another planet 99% of the time, but he does show up intermittently. I'm, I'm here. I'm just Physically. I'm really invested in this XFL thing, and I can't stop thinking about it. He's on planet XFL. And I'm also, I'm just really hyped about it, another take I had for later. So if you want to so, get it going right now, i, I got to get to this. So now what, what's going to happen when the XFL inevitably turns into the AAF and goes under? Well, no, I think that the XFL actually has a like, legitimate like backing in place of their uh, their payments uh, their payment system. The XFL, oh. the AAF okay. had like no assurance in payment. Oh yeah, no, there they were had like nothing. ball boys out there who got paid in, like August after the league defunct in like what was it March? <laughs> like there are people who literally just didn't get paid. Like that's not happening. That's bad. It's it's a subsidiary of the uh, of the WWE. It's it's gonna be they're gonna get paid. It's like, under the Vince McMahon umbrella. I, I know Vince McMahon's a psychopath, but that is a good umbrella to be under. No, I'm not there saying there's anything wrong with Vince. There. Like, it's something to look at. There, there is nothing wrong with Vince. I mean, Vince McMahon is a former ECW champion. Let's make that very clear. That's a, that's a gentleman. Vince McMahon won a Royal Rumble. Vince McMahon did win a Royal Rumble. Doesn't Vince McMahon write this shit? Uh, no, the writers do. Vince McMahon just has... Vince McMahon pays the writers. Everything goes past Vince. And then also clears it. So yeah. Vince McMahon probably was like, hey guys, I'm winning this Royal Rumble. So, for example, oh, for example, <laughs> the the live sex celebration that was in the middle of the ring between Edge and Lita, which was for the majority of, we'll say, 19 to 24, 25-year-old males, their first experience with sex and things like that. Maybe their first experience with something related You're to porn. that everyone who watches the... WWE between the ages of nineteen twenty four was a virgin. No, 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 no. Because this took place. No, he's talking about when. This took place like, like fifteen the, years oh, ago. Yeah, so you had like six okay. or seven year olds that were watching Edge and Lita, you know, do the nasty, nasty, oh. in the middle of the lot of, of, of a ring when Edge won the WWE Championship, and then Ric Flair came out and ruined the whole thing. Very fitting that Ric Flair would walk in on two other people. Uh, doing the nasty, nasty. We we need something. We need a new sport to cover. I I just really think we do it in the in the absence of the X the NFL. Is okay. WWE? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, uh, I, there's there's a lot of content there. We're a month away from baseball, so 
the first just, month of baseball is probably one of the worst months in all sports. It's just so. It's slow. baseball. It's baseball. It's baseball. Opening day is great, but the beginning of baseball. I'll have no problem talking about uh, WWE after WrestleMania. Because half the teams that go on these like twenty win like first months just die. Where's WrestleMania this year? Uh, it is in Tampa, at Raymond James Stadium. What is that? The Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Yeah. I see it's called Raymond James. Mm-hmm. Not like called like Pirate Bay or something like that. I, no. The fucking pirate ship in the stadium. You can't have anything to do with pirates in the name. No, because it needs. He jumps off the pirate ship. That oh, would be something. That pirate ship will no doubt be a prop in WrestleMania. Without has question. To be, has to be. There'll be like a pirate ship match between the ladies, where you have like, like the uh, the blow up pools of like full of mud yeah. or something like that. That's, I'm just telling you, this is a Vince thing. This is what Vince would probably do. This is what goes through that sick man's mind. What WrestleMania is this? What number? Uh, <laughs> please hold. Uh, this is probably... Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Tell me, wait. Well, Before we guess, so. has there been more WrestleManias or Presidents? Uh, presidents. 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 What number WrestleMania is this? 36. Okay, catching up. WrestleMania 36. Yeah. So yeah. it'll eternally be, like, what is that, 9, 11 behind? It's, it's 11, right? Uh, president number... 45? Wait, 9. 26, 9 behind. Yeah. 9 behind, because we're on 45 right now. 36. Quick maths. Quick maths. Are you trying to do math in your head right now? Oh, wait, no. I'm bugging. It's going to catch up eventually. Yeah, of course. four years. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was wondering what you were trying I, to do. I, I was really wondering where you were trying to go. I think we should move on. I was just yes. literally just spitballing. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm here. Thank God we don't talk about the XFL. Anyway. Yeah, I don't want to hear XFL for the rest of this podcast. I completely agree. Mm, I can get behind that. I am all for it. Tim definitely has other ideas. I, I have nothing left to say about it. So Thank God. Thank you, God. Okay. <laughs> However, next week, you guys are going to get an earful. Well, that's a, whole, that's a whole new week. So you, you, you are allowed to... We should cap him on how many times he could say XFL or things related to the XFL. That's bullshit. You should be capped. But understand. At like... 20 mentions per episode. Oh, fuck. 20 mentions? I can get away with that. All right, let's go. Like 15. Who's counting that shit? The producer? He's on his phone half the time. This is true. This, Whoa, is, this, is, this is very true. exposing him. I think we should write that down, boys. I think that's strike three. For him? I think so. It might be. Shut up. <laughs> that, ooh. Insulting the members of the podcast. That That is dis- that that disgraceful. Just got to write that down. A little uh, citation next to his name. You gotta, he has to go to... Uh, Never mind. It was. Uh, hmm. I don't know what you were trying to do there. No, I was gonna say. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway, well, let's talk about the trade deadline. Probably the busiest deadline that we've had for the NBA. Um, really? Hmm. Uh, one of it was the, the most memorable that I can remember. You had yeah. a lot of big names moving around. A lot. Yeah. I mean, you've had some individual blockbuster deals that were bigger than any trades in this deadline, without yeah. a doubt. But. As far as the amount of trades involving high-profile players, I would say this has got to be up there. It has to be. Huh. Should I save my man in tinfoil hat for the end of this discussion, or should I just jump right out and do it? Go ahead. I don't even know what that means. Man in tinfoil <laughs> hat, my conspiracy theory time. Oh. Go, go ahead. The timing of the NBA trade deadline oh. is impeccable. Yeah, it's perfect. The Super Bowl ends, and what happens? You have an absolute clusterfuck in the NBA that everyone's talking about right now. It is, I mean, I think the NBA kind of just accepted the fact that the beginning of their season is more of an exhibition. And once the trade deadline and the All-Star Weekend hits, that's when the fans come watching that were watching football and invested in that. And they're really trying to just hit the ground running with these headlines. Not necessarily. 
I, I no, get. I 100 percent agree with Tim here. I get the preface of the point, but I to say that people aren't watching basketball when football is on in the fall. Like you have the week, but over the weekend, yeah. But you're not gonna have. But you don't have really basketball games going on on Sunday. Watching and invested in it are two different things. There are definitely people. Okay, I, that's I fair. Basketball games during the season. That's fair. But you had all that hype waiting for Zion. You had the. Uh, load management situation earlier in the season. I haven't heard about load management in about a month. I wonder what's going on with that. Thank God. Because I'm sure they probably nipped that in the bud and were like, all right, guys, you know what? Take care of it in the beginning of the season. Rest up because you're playing. Once the trade deadline comes, you're playing every fucking game. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's some kind of rule they have in place. I also, I didn't I didn't look this up. I'm curious the history of the NBA trade deadline. Has it always been this exact, like, right after the Super Bowl? I don't think it is. It's usually before All Star break. I know that. Well, yeah. Yeah, but um, I feel like it up? used to be a little bit later, like than the Super Bowl. I feel like this was like it was literally Super Bowl two days later. NBA tried the line. That's how it felt. If the NBA is tried the line, I think it's usually like two weeks. It's determined by like they look at the calendar. Like Super Bowl is this week. All right, three days after that, that's when the trade deadline is. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean the the NHL trade deadline. The NHL started their season earlier than the NBA, and the NHL trade deadline isn't until uh, Monday the 24th. Well, because they're living in the past. Hockey's a dying sport. <laughs> they need to get a little bit uh, more in touch with the times. Remind me never to take you to a hockey game just because you're so disrespectful to the sport. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> with that. I'm with that. He's not allowed. Uh, I mean, hockey has the lowest viewership numbers of any sport, of any of the top four. Nice. <laughs> I, I'm just pointing out that they could be doing stuff to be more relevant. Is that is that, in, is that false? Hockey could be more relevant by better timing the trade deadline by making more. The I mean, trade they, deadline they, they doesn't did. give you viewership. Let's well, also, be real yeah. here. To be fair, people don't care enough about hockey trade deadline. They just don't. Tell it to the people in Canada. Oh, all the people in Canada who are listening to this podcast. Tell it to people in Canada. If you're from Canada and you listen to this podcast. Shoot us an email and just let us know how the fuck you found us. You want them to shoot us an email, Tim. So we have, do we have a podcast email <laughs> we yet? Do, we just don't. We're, I want to it. <laughs> no. It is basementtalkpodcast at google, at gmail, whatever it's called, dot com. I will be the sole user of this email. If you are from Canada, send us a fucking email. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim is officially off of his marbles today. <laughs> We were talking about Canada, I'm just saying. What did your morning? mom put in your cereal this morning? Yeah, I don't, I wondered. Uh, I went to the gym this morning, I'm like fucking amped up right now, I'm ready to go. Ready to conquer this day. Oh, he's feeling pretty big right now. Ready to conquer this day, oh yeah, god. I meet some people from Canada. I, I, lo- I love the Canadians, great people. As the noble youth say. As the noble youth was swell, <laughs> Tim? Are you doing swell? I'm doing at fucking the swell. Speaking of people from Canada, Andrew Wiggins. Oh, that was great. Thank you very much. Thank awesome. you very much. Really, I really appreciate Beautiful. it. Really, really appreciate love it. Love that transition. I, I, absolutely. Getting this podcast back on track. Love that transition. Almost as much as I love the trade. Uh, well. That was okay, Tim. No, I'm just... I'm just no, no, no. I, I, I'm... Okay. So, <laughs> the trade. The trade. It was the Golden State Warriors and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, Andrew Wiggins, the... Uh, key pieces be moved in this trade. The Warriors get Wiggins, a 2021 first-round pick for the Timberwolves, which has top three protection attached to it, and a 2021 second-round pick. And the Timberwolves get Jacob Evans, D'Angelo Russell, and Amari Spellman. Um, I believe they got some, a, a pick or two also. Nope. No pick. 
Who? No the pick Warriors for the. Trade. No, the Warriors got uh, two draft picks. Oh, yeah, wait, that's what I'm, I'm I was talking about the Timberwolves. Okay, Timberwolves sorry. didn't get any draft picks. They just got uh, D'Lo. Um, and Jacob Evans and Zamari Spellman. Yeah, this is true. This this is very true. Yes, can't forget about Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman. Uh, the key factors. Uh, absolute key factors in this trade. New cornerstone. Spellman played at Villanova, I believe. I believe so. Sounds sounds familiar. I mean, this is. I mean, I, I look at this trade from the Timberwolves' point of view. Uh, D'Lo comes in there and gives them a very capable point guard, and it also helps that D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns are boys. Emphasis on boys. That's exactly what's happening. Like, yes. I, it's it's homie playing with homie. I mean, Minnesota's been a fucking dumpster fire for a couple yeah. of years now. The, the locker room situation there, Jimmy Butler came out of there and said, this fucking place is fucked. That's exactly, yeah. He literally was like, this place sucks. The best story um, ever like, to come out of that organization. Was that was the You Need Me one, right? Yeah, when he took all the bench players and beat the starters. Yeah, that is the best story. Stormed out of the, the, the gym and said, you need me. Exactly. I have not been a, a Carl Anthony Towns fan since... That came out. No, he's a bitch. I just don't follow Towns. He's a bitch. Yeah, and I mean, clearly he's doing all this shit right now behind the scenes to try and get his boys to come to the team and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cute. Well, real nice, bro. They got to be really careful. Phoenix may be shaking in their boots because the 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 third of those uh, three boys you got D'Lo, you have Carl Anthony Towns, and you have Devin Booker. Oh, what's the reason for that? Why are they boys? They're all drafted the same year. They're all drafted the same year. I guess they're all the same age. They probably played AAU together. I think D'Lo... I think D'Lo and Carl Anthony Towns did play AAU together. I'm pretty sure they Everyone knows Book and Cat, both Kentucky boys. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, there's your other one. I just... I can't believe what the Warriors are doing right now. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And it's just... Right before is, our eyes. Is everyone else, like, scared? No, like, they're going to be fucking disgusting next the, year? The Warriors are going to be, like, unreal. Yeah. They, they grew that first team through homegrown mm-hmm. talent. That's where all that, that's why it was, they were able to make that team. Yep. And now you have a situation where their best players are both out for this season, basically. I'm sure they're going to shut the up. It's a red shirt year. It's literally a red shirt year, exactly. And they're going to come out next season with how many top draft picks? I think they have, like, five draft picks in the next draft. Uh well they they do have they're probably gonna have a top three pick in in this draft and From their they, own picks their own pick right and if they get if they land someone like James Wiseman at center and you complete that team you finally have a center where then you have Steph you have Clay you have Wiggins you have Green and you have Wiseman that's disgusting oh that's unreal oh. I, mean, I that's probably you could make a case yeah, I think that's, that's the best team in the West. One of the most I would say it's the most no. complete I wouldn't say starting five in in the West. Might be. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna In terms of getting that, production from every position? Next year, no. But the potential of all these guys being drafted and going through the Warriors training processes would give it two or three years, absolutely. That could be the best team in the NBA. This is the only team where I would actually care about the draft picks that they have because of what you said, Tim. With the way they've drafted in the past, they like they built their they built their original dynasty. They're very the good at drafting players. They always have been, and this is another team that is uh, run via an agent. Also, something to to point out. If you think that the Warriors acquire, that see, let me just I don't mean to shit on you, but just a classic Knicks fan take. Yeah. Here. So you got your situation right now. Where you fired your long term president of basketball operations. Thank God, should happen ten years ago. And then you guys talk about bringing in some agent. And the way that everyone's going to justify it right now is by watching what the Warriors are doing with an agent in charge, 
who is in a situation right now, don't forget, where he already has two bona fide All-Stars and a third guy who's probably a fringe All-Star in Andrew Wiggins and also Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. And now they have 11 draft picks over the next, say, three years. And the Knicks fans are like, see, look, it works. Look at us. We're going to be fine. We're, everything's going to be fine. Your situation's way different. It's not going to be okay. Of course it's way different. Of course it's way different. This is going to rain on the Knicks parade because the Knicks, I, I just don't get them. Like, I, I just can't. Just fix it. Just I, fucking I, fix it. Hey, uh, the new president of basketball operations, reportedly Leon Rose, also has connections to John Calipari. Uh, so. John Calipari came out today and said he's not interested in the Knicks. No, I don't, I don't, I don't want... He's I don't, interested in the NBA. Yeah, he's interested in the NBA. I don't think he's interested in the Knicks job. Oh, I don't, I don't even think he's interested in the NBA. I don't think he's well, he has no college. reason to leave Kentucky. This is true. Yeah. When he's getting paid the money that he's being paid and the power that he has, I don't think he'll... No uh, and the dynasties leave. he puts out every other right. year... Hey, I'll take I'll take uh, Jeff Van Gundy or uh, Mark Jackson. I'll take them both. Mark Jackson, Didn't former Jeff Van, Johnny. Jeff Van Gundy already had a stretch as the uh, next coach, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they were good. And he's talking about coming back. He's always talked about wanting to coach yeah, the next again. Those two are both always rumored to come back. I don't think they're going to leave though. The they're, Knicks, they're chilling with their jobs. The Knicks are the kings of rumors. Just oh yeah, rumors, of course they are. It's New York. The, the phrases "rumored to" and "linked to" are just go hand in hand with the Knicks because that's all that ever is. It's, it's New York. Official. It's only rumors and links. It's New York, man. That's what the power of this uh, this this media does. What 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 power though? What has it done for them? Nothing. No, I'm not saying it does anything. I'm just saying that you have the New York media that likes to stir the pot, and you have all these links that, oh, LeBron James could be traded tomorrow to the New York Knicks, <laughs> just for fucking clicks, and you and you know that half of the city will be clicking on it and saying, oh, LeBron in New York. LeBron in the Mecca. And then people believe it, and they start talking about it. Exactly. But I'm saying it's disgraceful. Unless, but any, anybody, unless there are real sports fans and know that it's not happening, and they say, shut the fuck up, and no, don't even real Knicks up. fans are the ones who get caught up in them the most. The most diehard Knicks fans are the ones who start talking yeah, about it. Yeah, because the they're the ones that want a, the yeah, most sliver of hope. Yeah, they want them to succeed. So, but, of course, they're going to follow the, the rumors. Of course. You just, you just want that tiny, tiny little bit of hope. Hey, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a Knicks fan. When last year, after they traded away Kristaps, I thought we were getting KD. I thought that was a lock. No, uh, uh, you and you and I both. You and I both. It's was, every every happened. like February. Around this time, for the past like ten years, the Knicks do something where it's like building for the future, in a way where you're like, oh, don't worry, in I'm two also, years we'll be all right. I'm also a but firm believer. That was like ten years ago, so clearly we're not. What? I'm a firm believer that if that should never happen with KD, the Knicks would have offered him literally the whole building to come play there. Yeah, they would have. But they, yeah. they didn't yeah. even offer him a max. No, he got hurt. hurt. Every other team offered him a max. Every other team that offered him offered yeah, him a max. You still offer him a max. You still offer him a max. I'm not. I'm not justifying it. I'm just. No, we're just I'm giving so a reason for why it. the Knicks didn't offer him the max. I, and the other I thing was Kyrie didn't want to play in New York. No, he didn't want to play for the Knicks. You said no, in okay. New York. Well, <laughs> for the New York Knicks. Because clearly that was the problem. Oh, well, yeah, no. You don't want to play for the Knicks specifically. People. I mean, it does. It's your own to Brooklyn. New stadium. Promising future. Yep. Well, promising future is one thing. I would still make a bet that the uh, New York Knicks are relevant again and competing for a title uh, before the Nets win one. You're ha- probably not Oof. that far off there. It depends what happens with KD next year. I don't think. I don't KD think KD comes out and plays at KD. Any team's capable of winning. I, t- I, I don't think. I don't think the Nets win a championship with KD and Kyrie. Yeah, 
I mean, they got them both locked up for three or four years, I think. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, it depends how KD looks when he comes back. But I was gonna say before that the Knicks look stupid for that not offering the, the Kevin Durant full uh, full contract. Yeah, I potentially. I you can't you can't shit on him yet, and I I'll, I will stop shitting on him for that because he hasn't played yet. We do not know what he'll be after his injury, so they might be the ones who are the smartest guys in the room. I mean, for all we know. Thank God they signed Julius Randle this off season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I trust I trust the process with the next thing. I think Scott Perry knows what he's doing, and Dolan has shown signs that maybe maybe he cares. He's got a clue with getting Steve Mills out of the basketball portion of it. Steve Mills has been the one constant in this organization for the last 10, 15 years. Aside They've from been, James Dolan. Well, yes, aside from Dolan. Aside from Dolan. Well, we know Dolan is, is, is okay. tragic right, as an right, right. That's confirmed. We, we don't need to discuss that any, any further. But, but you look at what happens when Dolan is invested in the Knicks. He's involved in their day-to-day operations, things like that. Dolan is not involved with the Rangers. So maybe now all it requires that James Dolan just is not involved in the day-to-day operations of the New York Knicks. For him to be good again. I mean, that's been, that's been kind of obvious for a while. I just don't know if it, I don't think it's ever going to happen. No, probably not. Probably not because Zigo is just too damn big. Anyway. We're still on the first trade right now. We We're still on this first trade. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the Knicks part yet. Um, Let's talk about that. Okay, we could just jump to the Knicks. I had it in a different order. So we can just jump right to the Knicks. Uh, so Marcus Morris was traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. The Knicks best player right Along now. with Isaiah Thomas in a three-team deal. So the Clippers get Marcus Morris, Isaiah Thomas, who was subsequently waived by the Los Angeles Clippers. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, man. What, a, that guy's what has happened bold. to Isaiah Thomas? What has happened to what Isaiah Thomas? He, he got hurt. He had the hip injury. Yeah. And that's, it's really been... It yeah, must have just affected him a lot. Kyrie yeah. ruined his career, though. Him, Kyrie going to Boston. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of just he, le- he left Boston, and that was just sort of uh, the end of the road. You think he's gonna go back to Boston? Since he's gonna be a free agent, right? He could go back to Boston. He could. Uh, the Knicks they get uh, Mo Harkless, a twenty twenty first round pick that belongs to the Clippers, a twenty twenty one first round pick swap option, which is top four protected with the Clippers, and then a Detroit. 2021 second round pick that also came from the Clippers, and the Wizards received Jerome Robinson. Um, I have a question. Shoot. So what is that first round swap rights? So the Knicks can swap first round picks if they want to. That's a big thing in the NBA. You trade picks. There's like seven different ways you can like make like like a like a contingency on it where it's like oh yeah we'll, we'll trade picks but only if your pick is better. And only if we're in this range, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Like the top five protected stuff, where if you, you trade a pick, but if the team lands in the top five, they still keep the pick anyway. Right, exactly. Uh, let's talk about the, the Clippers part of this. Marcus Morris, it's a good addition. It is, and I think, I've, I've heard this before, I, I think it's a great take. That, that was, a lot of that was to not let him go to the Lakers. Yes. Like, that was a big part of this for them. They just wanted him to not yeah. be a Laker. He's a great addition for the team, too. He's a great scorer. I mean, definitely. Well, she's shooting like 44% from three, I think yeah. I saw somewhere. Yeah. And he shoots like six threes a game. Yeah. Which is very good. Yeah. Which is very, very, very good. And he also he also hates LeBron. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's, he's another LeBron defender. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Who, who are the other ones? It's like. Uh, oh, he's, a, he's a post defender, which is good for AD because I feel like they're lacking in big man size to shut down guys like. Or slow down guys like AD. 
and Javel and Dwight. This is true. He definitely has some mass on him. It's definitely going to be a good defensive addition. Yeah, I mean, and you put him in a team that already has Kawhi. You put him in a team that has Paul George, who is a semi-competent defender. Patrick Beverly, one of the best point guard defenders in the NBA. So you're looking at a team that can really push the Lakers. Now this is all about, too, that the Lakers now, this is going to be a real challenge for the Lakers if they are going into a seven-game series with the Clippers. Because now you have four guys in the court for the Clippers that can really, really defend. And LeBron, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a, Hard-fought series for LeBron and for Anthony Davis if they are going to have to play the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. And I love how we're talking about this is such a surefire lock that the Lakers and the Clippers are going to be the last two in the West. Well, a lot of people are talking about how you know the Lakers, the Clippers are bulking up for the inevitable Lakers series and all that stuff. Yeah, but have the Clippers not swept the Lakers on the regular season so far? They're two and zero against them. They yeah. twice. Yep. So, I don't want to be that guy just to decide based off the regular season, but they've only gotten better since the last time they played the Lakers. And if this series ends up happening, who's to say that the Clippers can't sweep the Lakers? They can. I think it's fully possible. <laughs> they can. Well, I'm just. I think it's fully possible. I just don't think LeBron gets swept yeah, in playoffs. No, I don't think LeBron not, gets uh, swept. But I, we're, we're just talking about it like it's going to be this inevitable, like amazing series. If it does happen, where you know it's um, it's automatically seven games in everyone's mind. It's already uh, automatically seven games. Yeah, okay. I, I, That's fair. I think the Clippers might might have a chance of manhandling them, and the Lakers also have a, an equal chance of doing so. It's not like this is a, out of the window, but. I mean, anything's, anything's possible. I, yeah. I, I guess it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's, anything is possible in this series. But I think the Clippers are a little, uh, almost underrated in this. People are talking about like, the Lakers have, like, given them trouble so far. They haven't. Really? Well, they, they, they've they, beaten them twice. The Lakers haven't even beat them yet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Lakers so how can you say the Lakers have given them trouble if they haven't even won? No, the people are implying the Lakers are just automatically going to, like, be a force in this series. Well, well, the Lakers. The Lakers last night. Everyone was saying, "Oh, the Lakers are going to go and play the Rockets and get to the Rockets, yeah. and you know absolutely manhandle the Rockets because PJ Tucker was going to be playing the five and the Rockets were playing small ball, and the Rockets went went into, to play the Lakers and they just showed no fear at all. I mean, this Lakers team, I think individual player wise, is the best team in the NBA. Like when you talk about who they have in their team. I personally like the Clippers more. I, I would take the Clippers over the Lakers, but I, I can I it's, can. It's a very it's close, an very fair argument. Yeah, yeah, both sides are there. Hey, and the Lakers are working out uh, J.R. Smith. I I saw some memes that had to do with J.R. Smith and the Lakers. I didn't see that. He's actually yes. working out. He's work. Uh, General Manager LeBron James has uh, announced that J.R. Smith is going to be working out <laughs> with the Lakers, as yeah. well as Darren Collison. Darren Collision, really? Yeah. Darren Collision. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, because he's surprisingly retired last offseason. But now he's coming back. Yeah, even though he's not he even was, like he's 30 thunder, years old. Right? No, the, no Pacers. the Pacers. But he Pacers. was on the Thunder. I'm not was, sure about that. I think he was. He was on the, th- oh yeah, I think he was on the Thunder, the Clippers. He was definitely on the Clippers. Uh, the Pacers. And now he's working out with the Lakers. Love to see it. I mean, we oh, we no. do I'm we do love a nice little comeback story. I think Depot. No, I'm thinking of some tall white boy. Um, I'm thinking of that the white center they had under the Thunder. Um, Steven Adams. Not Steven Adams. Not Steven Adams. Oh, Timothy. Nick Collison. Nick Collison. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played like 15 years. Yeah. For the Thunder. Didn't he get his jersey retired? Yeah, by yeah. by the Thunder. They just need they need a raft. They yeah, need no, a banner. That's do. all they, they need. Do need a <laughs> That's all they needed. It was Nick Collison. That's a good take. The that number they, four is retired by the Thunder. That they needed a banner. He's so, 
played. He was on that team till last year. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, this was, but he hasn't played it was since so like 2012. Funny, he he played for them for 15 years, and he averaged 5.9 points per game and five rebounds per game. How long have the Thunder been in Oklahoma City for? Is it 15 years? No. Uh, no, it's um, coming up to 15. I think it was like 2009, 2008. It was 2008. It was one of the years where it KD was the year after KD got, got drafted. drafted. Yeah. KD actually played the season in a... In KD a, did. Westbrook did. In, yeah, in, a, in yeah. a Supersonic jersey. Bring back the Supersonics. While we're talking about the subject, this is one of my... You think I love the XFL? Bring back the goddamn Supersonics. And I'll support Tim on that one. Bring back the Supersonics. I'll support him. I think that would be so great for the league. Which team, which team gets uh, moved to make the Supersonics happen? Huh? I had a bold one. And I don't know. I don't know. If what go team it. gets moved for the Supersonics? Um, the first team that came to my mind was the Hornets, but I don't think that's gonna happen. The first one that came into my mind was the Sacramento Kings. That was mine. Oh yeah, that's a good. That one. was mine. I think that's always the team that you expect to move. Because Sacramento. They just built a new arena, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. So what the a Pelicans fucking are fuck. waste! So, so are the Pelicans. <laughs> the Pelicans are in Smoothie King now. Yes, yeah. Smoothie King Arena. Well, they're not going anywhere because the ticket sales are just through the roof thanks to Zion. Detroit also play in the Little Caesars Center? Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. that's my favorite. Little stadium. Caesars Little Caesars is all over the place. It's the uh, Detroit Red Wings new oh, arena. Yeah. yeah. You don't care about hockey, though. So Yeah. No, I mean, I shit on hockey. I got to get into it. Maybe the Knicks will move. <laughs> I was thinking... <laughs> Obviously, that's never going to happen. Stop it. The Grizzlies. They're wearing, the throw, they're wearing the throwback jerseys the all the time. So nice. Incorporate that somehow into a new Supersonics look, even though they should stick with the old school one. But yes. I'm just saying. They're clearly not that attached to the city of Memphis. I mean, they're wearing Vancouver jerseys left and right. So, and what's their fan base even like? I know I'm sure they have a million John Morant fans right Memphis? now. Memphis? Yeah, they have a million John Morant fans. They probably have good fans. And about negative three uh, Andre Iguodala fans. <laughs> oh, definitely true there. Who we're going to talk about in a minute. But uh, talk about the Knicks. Point of view from uh, this trade, outstanding, good for the Knicks. Sure, how many draft picks did they get out of this? Uh, two. First rounders. That's uh, first, 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 first and a second. Yeah. Oh, didn't they get Mo Harkless too? Yeah. So former Johnny. On an ex- on an expiring contract. Um, first. Well, fucking Johnny's baby. First rounders are first rounders. I just don't have any sure, faith when you're like, the Knicks. I don't know if they're, they're the same. Like this is true. The Knicks acquiring draft picks to me, it's kind of like. All right, but like, what are they gonna do with them? Like, what's gonna what's the Definitely. plan here? Definitely. Your your biggest draft pick you guys have had in the last decade was Kristaps, and how did that work out? He left because he hated everything about being for the Knicks, playing for the Knicks. So, I, you know what? They'll figure it out eventually. But to just keep acquiring draft picks and keep going through this phase where they're oh we're gonna be good, we're gonna be good. Here's our young guys. Here's our young guys. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a phase. I think that's where you're wrong. I think they're embracing that they are a rebuilding team they've and they're been, actually doing it right. They've been embracing it for a while now. They've been, embracing they've been for going way through too these long top now. picks. The Knicks have been a, an almost borderline lottery slash an actual lottery team for like five or six years now. Yeah, they've been mediocre for our lifetimes. But now they're they're stripping everything away and they're saying, you know what, we're doing this the right way. They're not getting tangled up in these long-term contracts. Look at what they did in the offseason. Giving these guys one-year contracts with team options for a second year. Yeah. Julius Randle, you can talk about that contract all you want. That giving was... Tim Hardway fucking four years, 61 well, mil. that's the point. Yeah. They're not going out and they're giving these B-list free agents these almost max deals because it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. I, on a prayer. 
But the reason that they had to keep giving these B-level guys max deals is because there is, one, a minimum spending level in the NBA. Yes. And then, two, none of the big guys want to play for them. So well, no one's out. gonna. No one is gonna want to play for them until they have a foundation set. I just think it's an endless cycle. I really think they. they yeah, the only, the only way that they're not that they're gonna get out of this hole is by drafting well. Yep. And, and, um, and but even when they do draft well, what happens? Then you have the guy who sits there for three years, doesn't do anything for the team, and then he goes to another. Team. Okay, I don't think, but I don't think drafting one guy is drafting well. No, you have to consist. No, you have to, to consistently, consistently do it. Solid players that will be able to actually play. Some and they got. I say they got two pieces already in RJ okay. and Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Robinson. Yeah. That's a good Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox is not that. I mean, Mac can vouch for me. When they drafted Kevin Knox, I thought the world was falling apart. Kevin Knox is literally the most useless basketball player. He is absolutely useless. He's terrible. Not to mention, not to mention that he has a face that I just absolutely want to punch. Nittle Akinia, whatever the fuck his name is. Frank. Frank. Frank Nittle yeah. Frank, I have a friend that's a very diehard Knicks fan that watches every game, and he, he will stand by Frank Nilakina. He's as a, a solid defender. defensive Every player. Everybody loves Frank Nilakina. I love Nilakina. But he's got he's gotten a bad rap because yeah, the, guy, the guy just can't shoot. Mm-hmm. The guy just can't shoot. I mean, but he can defend. He would be perfect. He would be perfect on a team on a, as a, he, he has a second point guard. Team. Yeah. As a second point guard really for a contender. On a good team. <laughs> he would be, he would be, like, no, he'd be no, perfect. You're right, he would. Like, he'd be a good but role also, player on a, on a solid playoff team. Yes, to come off the bench and but defend. Like every player in the league. But he though. could be good on the Knicks if the Knicks were fucking good. It's just oh, like, yeah. it's a waste. Well, the Knicks, the Knicks need shooters. That's also part of it. The Knicks and need talent. They need players. The Knicks need a point guard. They just need shooters. The Knicks need a point guard. And a shooting guard. And that's kind of, well, they need, they, mm, And another center, yeah. so Mitchell Robinson doesn't play. And a small forward, and a power forward. <laughs> and and another not coach, Julius Randle. You know, the coach. It's just, uh, They have the center, though. They do. I love Mitchell Robinson. I want the Knicks to be good. As a New Yorker, I think that would be great for the state of the sports that the New York is currently in, which is terrible. <laughs> Adam Silver wants the Knicks to be good, too. He was looking to get Masai Ujiri to come to the Knicks. Is he really trying to press that? No, he wa- He, but there were reports that he was, but the league office came out and said that he wasn't. That would be great. But, hey, if you want to include that in one of your, your conspiracies, you, you, you definitely can. That Adam Silver wants the Knicks to be good. because. I have my quote for today. I'll, I'll, I'll lay off that one. Okay, thank you. I'll let you have that one. Okay, good. I'll, I'll put it out there. we got to get a tinfoil hat, like an honorary tinfoil hat for yes, the podcast that you put on when you're sitting on your ass. About to give a conspiracy Whoa, sorry. Breaking news, breaking news. Swagger has died. The dog. The Browns mascot. The young one? The older one. Swagger? Oh, Swagger Jr. is still fine, though. Swagger Jr. is fine. Swagger has died. He left oh, some shitty sad. days at James. Six seasons as the mascot. Are that's the very Browns sad. The Browns killed him. Undefeated next year. No. Playing for the mascot. Ooh. Also, Ooh. the fact that Swagger was there for all the bad times, is he not a bad omen? The death of Swagger. I'm getting on board. I'm getting on board. This 100%. Brown Super I'm with you, Tim. No, but they have, his, they have his son now as the mascot. So. They do. Yeah, but it's the different. curse of swagger. It's yeah, the, the blood, the bloodlines curse. Swagger, swagger, they killed him. As right. as heard first on part of my take, another wonderful podcast. Um, Please cut this. The Never heard Browns are undefeated at home with Swagger, Swagger Junior. Undefeated at home with his son, he dies. The Browns are gonna have a winning record next season. That's my bold take right now. At least nine wins. The Browns will make the playoffs because Swagger's dead. They're probably not gonna. So so wait wait the Browns and the Jets are gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. So okay so it's okay all right. 
They'll both make the playoffs. Next season, the NFL. Juniors. So, so then who's, 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 who's winning the AFC South? It's fucking February. All right. You want me to? You want me to make a oh no right no now? no! I, I'm just I'm just trying to get a gauge. We we did place a twenty dollar wager. Yes, we did in the state of New Jersey when we recorded our last episode in Atlantic City. Personal wagers aren't to be placed in betting states. You guys made a friendly wager between. Yeah, we made a friendly wager. Okay, friendly friendly wager, friendly yeah. wager. Okay. Well, we were in New books. Jersey filming that podcast. We were we were in New Jersey. Oh, was that the one we did in Atlantic City? No, no, that was we the other one. We were there for extended time. Oh, for it was the it was the uh, pre Super Bowl podcast uh, when right. we were in Atlantic sorry, City. Sorry. We were in Atlanta. It's okay. I, I get confused too. It happens. So that that whole weekend was 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 a blur for a lot of people. Uh, okay, let's go. Let's go through the the rest of these deals quick, and then we have some football, and then we have some bachelor. Oh yes. So. Oh yes. Uh, the next deal, uh, Andre Iguodala to the Miami Heat, uh, along with Iguodala to the Heat, Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies get Gorgie Jang, Dion Waiters, and Justice Winslow. And the Timberwolves get James Johnson. Uh, great job by the Heat. Yeah, we getting... talked about this a little bit in the last podcast. Yeah, yeah, a little bit when it when it broke when yeah. he when Andre Iguodala ruined our our bachelor rhythm. Yeah. Uh, good, good for the Heat. Grizzlies, good for them too. Uh, taking the dead money in Jang and Waiters to get Justice Winslow, who's still only twenty three years old, by the way, who could definitely still contribute. Uh, to a winning basketball team that I the Grizzlies are that. trying to build. I love that about the NBA. Firm believer in change of scenery. A player, no, how a player will be in the league for five years and they're still like twenty-two. Yep. It's yeah. So fun. It's like I feel like Carl Anthony Towns has been in like his like early to mid twenties for like the last like decade now. Well, how you'd ex- old is he? You'd he's expect, like twenty-four. You'd expect he's twenty-four. Towns, yes, and you'd expect Towns to be like twenty-eight right now. Oh my but god! But he's twenty-four because they come in the league when they're literally nineteen and some of them eighteen years old. You know what my favorite part about this trade is? You know who's still in the Heat? Anyone want to take a guess? Married mother of God. Uh, he I feel like is you're twenty-four. A fan. No, 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 no. He's the longest tenured Heat member by oh, far. Oh, Udonis Haslam. Udonis fucking Haslam, who was born in Miami. Yeah. Went to high school in Miami. Played college in Miami. I think he did one season overseas, but other than that, he came back and he's played his entire career for the Heat for the last. So I think sixteen is, years. Do you think his jersey will be retired in Miami? Absolutely, one hundred percent. And from now on, Udonis Haslam is the reason they won those championships. Number 40, without question, <laughs> is being hung in the rafters. So, he did play one year overseas in 2002-2003 in France for, maybe, Brett, you can help me out with this translation, Mr. Mr. France guy over here. Yeah. Uh, Elon Chalon. Let me see. I need to read it. Here, I'll, uh, I'll, flip, I'll flip this around for you. <laughs> let's see. Let's see, Mr. Frenchy. Let's see here. Elon Musk. Elon Chalon. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I got that. I got that. I don't need to that be... That was uh, definitely wrong. <laughs> w- 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 without question. Certainly wrong. Oh, so if you want the correct, the correct, the full name of this team, it is Elon Sporty Chalona. Ter- terrible. Absolutely, absolutely terrible. Pay for effort. Thank you. I appreciate. Back to I, the trade. I appreciate uh, it. Jay Crowder was traded in this deal. Jay Crowder just needs to be traded every trade deadline for the rest say, of time. There's one of those, one of those players... Every trade deadline, they get traded. There's a couple of them in the league. Jay Crowder is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, Jay Crowder, wait. IT has turned into that kind of guy. Uh, yeah, he has. Uh, Isaiah has turned into that guy, yes. Um, the Morris twins, they're always moving around. They have been moving around. They for have a while. been moving the, around. But the thing is with them, is I don't know which one. One of them yeah, gets one traded every moved. deadline. It's just, it's so easy to forget who's who. Yeah, I That know it feels I like they just get traded all the time. It's yeah. The same guy. Uh, can we also talk about the Memphis Grizzlies right now are the eighth seed in the West? Oh, I love it. 
I absolutely love it. A playoff series between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. Uh, yes, please. Yes, please. John Morant in the playoffs. Yes, please. Pretty, 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 please. I saw a tweet like a couple months ago. Tim, I think I told you about it. Where it was like, can't wait for the Grizzlies to make the playoffs. Where John Morant does like a triple crossover on LeBron James, shoots it from like 35 feet out, and as the ball's in the air, not in the net yet, Josh screams out, I'm him. (laughs) Before it even goes in. I'm I'm that guy. (laughs) I just love John Morant. I love the energy. That's really what it is for me. The, the energy is electric. Yeah. I mean, he's bringing a new pop to the league. The NBA is so good with that, with just having these guys come out who just continuously bring in new viewers. It's like, yeah, it's all about the players. As terrible as it is for me to say this, I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. Um, John Morant would be absolutely awful in the New York Knicks. Yeah, probably. He'd be absolutely awful in the New York, New York Knicks. That makes me sad. Because I just want to hope there's someone on God's green earth that can come to the Knicks and realize their full potential. Don't get me started. Could have been Zion. It could have been Ja. It could be. It could be Lamelo. You have really turned the tides from Lamelo's biggest hater to you know I, biggest I, fan. You know I've really, I've really, I've really thought about it, and we need a point guard. We need a point guard, and it just comes. You guys need everything. <laughs> we do need you everything. Need but everything. you got to draft strategy to just be best player available at every. But you got to start with a point guard. You start with a point guard, then then work your way out. What NFL team is notorious for that? Isn't there one that's like the, I know the draft strategy. I've heard about this before. They just come to the draft and just draft the best player and just figure it out. First, New England Patriots. Uh, it might be the Patriots. Uh, actually. My first like team that came to mind was the Ravens. It could be them too. It's it's someone who does well, but they just strictly draft on who's the best talent right now. We'll move them. We'll train them. We'll change them around. That's so here's, my, here's my example for the Ravens. Uh, they drafted two tight ends back to back that one year. They yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they it's just like, picked the best guy that they picked. Like, it was a. Uh, was it back to back? It was. Well, they picked. Oh no, Hurst was picked before Lamar. It was Hurst, then, then was Lamar, Andrews. then Mark Andrews. Yeah. It was. Th- it was those. Uh, those three. See, like that. That's that's what the Knicks should be doing. Just draft three centers. Just fuck it. <laughs> Just fuck it. I'm like, I'm, that's that's I'm the Philly. Well, the, the Knicks, no, the Knicks did do that. They signed four power forwards. S- signed four power forwards. They signed four C level bums to come in and fucking warm up their seats and keep them all nice for the new guys to come in. No, you need to draft young, promising talent, and they're just not doing that. I, every trade is going to turn into a Knicks roast. Probably. It's because it's why why wouldn't it? It's exactly what should be happening right now. The Knicks do everything wrong. Uh, speaking of doing everything wrong, uh, the Cavs traded for Andre Drummond. Uh, what? Defense. Go, please. Oh, here we go. I, go. This I can't wait. Um, like I said, there is a minimum spending level. There's also like a cap, right? So you have this idea if you want to take most, the most use of your money, you can. Like you don't want to have dead money you're not spending for no reason. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't carry over. Okay. So they had enough money to sign Drummond. They got him for nothing. And I think he's around for a year or two after, too. No, he uh, he has a 28.8 player option for next year. So he could walk at the end of the year. And he, and he has said that he's so he that he's most likely going to walk. Where's yes. he going to go? Where do you think? He's going to hit the free agent market. I, I, hey, if he wants to if he wants to come to uh, to the Knicks. Oh, I, no. Either way, I mean, he is a very – he's a talented player. Uh, Andre Drummond is not some kind of bomb. I don't want him in the Knicks. He doesn't, he doesn't work – in today's NBA. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But he's still a good basketball player, and he works perfectly yeah. for a team at the Cavaliers who, hey, look, we have this new guy, Andre Drummond. Come watch some games. Maybe we'll get 15 more fans in the stadium every time. I mean, it's not stupid. They didn't really, like, give up anything important. They gave up, who was it? 
Uh, John Henson and Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight, that's one. And then a, a, a 2023 second-round pick. John Henson? A second-round yeah. pick, 2023. <laughs> I have a very strong opinion about John Henson. Why is that? Please share. I think he's the worst basketball player I've ever seen. Uh, have you heard of the name uh, Kwame Brown? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I'm not sure that. But I, didn't, I didn't see Kwame Brown. I, uh, unfortunately, John did get to see Henson, Kwame Brown. John Henson started on the Bucks a couple years ago. I think it was the beginning of last year he might have started on the Bucks before he got traded. He's the most, like, useless... He's the most useless, like, waste of space I've ever seen on the basketball court. I have no idea who this guy is. You don't know who this guy is? No. Nah. He started on the Bucks at center. He's te- No, he is useless. He does absolutely nothing good. He is absolutely useless. Um... Okay, can I give the common sense yes. uh, piece to this? Uh, why the hell do they need Drummond? What, what, why? Because they have money to spend. It's like, fuck it. Okay, I, 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 they I, they gave they away next to nothing and, and got a, a player who might draw some people in the city. An extra 100 tickets. Okay, but you have, you have Kevin Love there. You have Tristan Thompson there. You have Larry Nance. Those three guys are more than capable of filling it in your front court. You got Dan Gilbert running this team. And, and for what it's worth, what is that front court defense going to look like with Kevin Love and Andre Drummond? Oh my good lord. And any power forward or center that wants to go and play the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're going to have a field day. I don't think the Cavs care. I the Cavs don't care unless I they're just going to tank. I bet you Dan That's Gilbert's big plan right here is all right, we bring this guy in for nothing. Let's let him play a little bit, get him some stats, make him happy. And then he's probably going to go after Andre Drummond in the next free agency like an idiot. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen here. Yeah, but it makes no I mean, sense. Like That part of it's stupid. Like. Ooh. You're a rebuilding team. Unless Cleveland doesn't feel like they're rebuilding, they're not in a big market. They need to be building through the draft. You don't need to be going out and getting Andre Drummond, and then if he does, let's say, buy in for next year, $28.8 million, like, what are you doing? I think then you're just going to trade him to a contender. I guess so. That's the only thing I can think of. I guess so. They're preparing for Bronny to come. That is going to be moved at the deadline. I mean, I... They are. They're preparing for Bronny to come in four years. To sit to save the city? Yeah. Safe Cleveland? Cleveland, Cleveland, this is for you. Are we on band that, uh... We're on the bandwagon that Bronny's going to play with LeBron, right? Yep. He will go wherever his son goes. He will literally take, like, a couple pennies and, like, a ballpoint pen. I cannot wait for that. Yep, I'm, I'm all for that take. Uh, how old do you think Andre Drummond is? It's like 28, right? 36. 26. Yeah, he's 26. Yeah. Good job, Tim. Oh, I thought you were talking. Well, I don't know why I heard Andre Iguodala. Iguodala? No, no. I heard Iguodala. I apologize. Again, I feel like Andre Drummond's been in the league for a long-ass time. Drummond is 26? Yeah. He's probably been in the league since like really? 10. Interesting. It's hard when you adjust from the NFL to see someone who's only 26. Yeah, and only you go to the NBA. And you're only like, twenty six. Like he's already twenty six. Like Baker Mayfield's twenty four. I just found that out today. Yeah. Which is just like uh, to me, that's like. Fun fact: Joe Burrow's older than Lamar Jackson. Yes. Well, Lamar Jackson, how many years did he play? Three. Yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow's played like four, five. I think five. Fifth year. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's wild. Very wild. Uh, let's get to the last trade that we can move on. Talk some football. Um, so this happened. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks got Clint Capella. That one I just don't give a fuck about, honestly. I think it's genius. I by think the it Hawks. is too. I think it's by absolutely genius by the Hawks. Oof. Hell Why? yeah, hell yeah. What is that going to do for them? It make it. They gives them a body in their front court. It makes more sense for them than going out and getting Drummond, and he has three okay, years, yeah. fifty one point three million dollars left in his contract too. So it is 
reasonable to control him for the next three years. You get someone else in there with Trey Young. And the pick and rolls between Trey Young and Clint Capella, we're to- we're talk we're we're talking some uh, we're talking some goody good right now. You actually just sold me the trade. I actually like the trade now. And you have you have Capella there. You have John Collins there as well. Trey Young. It's a good foundation for for the Hawks. I mean, no, you're definitely right about that. He's a good body to bring in. It's just more of like a the Hawks are irrelevant to me. Like at this point, if they can't get it done right now, like they're not going to be any kind of factor until next season. They can get done right now. They only have like two pieces right now. They got way more to do. Yeah. That's what I'm saying though. But this trade doesn't really mean anything right now. I want to see what they do in the off season. That's what I'm trying to. That's what the Hawks need to do. The Hawks need to bring a real big name into there because they have their young I, guys right now. But you need some kind. of... You know, I don't think they do. I really don't think they do. You don't think they need any veteran talent? I no, I don't think they need a big name. I don't think they need a big name because the Eastern Conference is so shallow that they can get by with signing like like what the Knicks go after, signing these B these B tier free agents. Like a I'm not saying sign this guy in particular, but signing like a Tim Hardaway sort of player that can come in and just be a role player to complement what they have with Trey Young, who's the star of this team. He's the focal point. And then you have two guys in the front court in Collins and Capella that can get the job done. I feel like in the Eastern Conference right now, when you say like they don't need to add much to leapfrog in the bottom tier of the Eastern Conference, I feel like there's a lot of teams who have that same mentality right now. It's kind of dangerous for basketball, where these teams are just like, oh, if we add this one mediocre player, we could be the seventh best team in the East easily. Is and Capella mediocre, though? He's not amazing. Capella's he's a walking board. Yeah, that's not... Rebound machine, yeah, fine. That's just, that's, not, he's nothing yeah. crazy. But you're bringing him if into... If was that good, the Rockets would have been amazing. Because he was very... That kind of player would be perfect in the Rockets. Yeah, but... He was a perfect fit for them already. Yeah, but the thing is, you don't need him to score, because you have John Collins that I'm, can do that. He wasn't even the player I was referring to, but I will stand by that. He's nothing crazy. I'm just talking about these GMs in the East right now, who all they have to do is sign one, two decent guys... And all of a sudden, your team is probably gonna be better than these bottom six shithole teams. And I think, and it's just a cycle. It's who's who's gonna yeah. be the least bad. That's, the, that's the seventh seed. The, the difference NBA. between the Hawks and the other bottom tier teams, like the Cavs, the Bulls, the Pistons, the Wizards, is the Hawks have Trey Young. And the, it, it looks. And like they, they have other talent. It looks like they have a point. Like they have Trey Young, who could potentially be a superstar in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them that. That's they have a good a good base right now. So I think it's really but, gonna depend, like how much he develops. Do something with it. Uh, yeah, do something with him to aid his development. Don't don't just make him just come out and just make it up out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think if anything, this it, this does aid his development because you have two guys that he can run the pick and roll with. Collins and now Capella. I, I mean, I guess. I just don't... Capella's not a scoring threat like that. Like, he's not going to be... He's not going to be... But he doesn't have to be. But if you're talking about using him in the pick and roll situation, he's not going to be an extra efficient guy like that. Like, that's that's not what his game is. He gets his boards up. He gets his points on putbacks. Like that's that's really like what what you think of when you think of Clint Capella. I'm also interested to see how he does in another system because the Rockets system is well, completely different than that could every be other teams in the league. That that is one thing that maybe gives him some hope is that that Rocket system is not designed for him to be a scoring threat. It's designed for him to catch a rebound and toss it right back out so someone else can shoot a three. True. But is that going to be that much different? Maybe with Trey Young. I mean. Do they gonna have any different? Is Trey Young not gonna be sitting on the three point line every time he's a board wide open? Like, it could be the same thing for him. Well, probably. I think honestly, I think the most difficult thing about this trade, from the Hawks' perspective, 
is you got to figure out which of those guys is going to move out to the four. It's probably going to be Collins. Oh yeah, definitely. But we'll will he have will he have that that lateral ability to cover to cover the forwards is going to be something we're going to have to look at. But but I mean, Collins and Capella, they're, they're that front court is really 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 good, and the Hawks are they're they're building something. They are building something. So you you just just clarify. You think yep. that Collins and Capella mm-hmm. bonafide like good back front court? Yeah. But yeah, Drummond right. and Kevin Love, trash. Uh yeah, because they can't defend. I don't. I don't know. I'm There's nothing. No, I said I nothing about say, Kevin Love and Andre Drummond can score, but they can't defend. I don't think Andre Drummond can defend though. I think does. Did he not? Like, was he not first team All Defense? Like, this is this. Was he? Seven two in the middle of the court. Yeah, hold on. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but I feel like that's just wrong. That he's not a good defender. That's like his thing. There's things that they rebounds. Well, rebound leader. All right, no, yeah, well, he wasn't uh, all defense. I thought he was a little bit better with that. Sorry, we can that up. Yeah. Um. Sorry. <laughs> uh. Okay. You want to talk about football? On that note. Yeah. Right. <laughs> On that note. Um. I just okay. don't think he's that terrible. Okay. Let's uh. Let's do some matchmakers, shall we? Uh. I'm gonna give you. I'm excited for this. I'm gonna give you a player. I need to hear Tim's takes on this one. I'm going to give you a player. Matchmaker, put in players on teams. Hell yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your takes. They're going to be very interesting. I'm excited. I'll keep it PG. I'm going to give you a player. You're going to tell me where he's going. Uh, We'll start with Dak Prescott. Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. I'm going to say the Cowboys, but there's this Tom Brady train starting to roll in. Uh, Cowboys. I'm okay. gonna separate bold takes and this segment. This is this is. I'm gonna be legit with this. I'm not, I'm not getting crazy with it. Tom Brady, New England Patriots. It's very boring, but yeah, New England. I think he'll stay. New England. Rogers. Explain. I think Dak's more likely to resign with the Cowboys. Than yeah. People make it out to be. They're probably gonna franchise tag. Yep. But there's just a lot of talk about Tom Brady going to the Chargers, and I really think that. I don't think he's gonna be a Patriot next year. I just don't. I think that this is a season where he's going to have to define if he want. He already could retire. So the fact that he's not retiring right now, I don't think that he's interested in staying with the Patriots. Like, I think he wants to try something new before he retires. It's definitely possible. It's possible. But and I hope it does happen. Realistic? Hmm. I guess it's not about realistic. This is about bull takes and what can, uh, can people say. Hmm. Um, let's go for another cowboy. Amari Cooper. I saw a report of him being rumored to Philly today? Christ, no. Yeah. I think that's just Philly trying to take another Cowboys player away from them. Of course. Just like the DeMarco Murray thing. Of course. Uh, I think he'll stay. I think he has to stay if the Cowboys are going to keep Dak. Yeah, he's no. a piece of the puzzle. I would agree. I think he stays in Dallas. I'm going to say, I'm going to be different. I'm gonna be different. I really, okay. I really want to say Dallas. I'm I curious think. Curious where you're gonna. I think he though. does. I, I think he does stay there. I'm gonna say Buffalo. I, I thought we're not there. Seattle. Ooh, I don't think Seattle's the money for it. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo does. does. Buffalo did try to get Antonio Brown last year. Right, and this is a guy they can, they can sell him on going on going there. His ex teammate Cole Beasley, there in Buffalo already. You get a cup of coffee with Cole Beasley. <laughs> Still, half a season with Cole Beasley. Yeah. As wide receivers, 
It doesn't take too long for them to become he's boys. Gonna get, he's going to get turned off by just playing up there, though. Oh, most likely. And playing New England twice a year, a.k.a. Stephon Gilmore twice a year. But, but... Zero catches. But you're... That's you, not fun. You also are discrediting what it is like to be teammates with Josh Allen. It is a true honor. It is an honor of a lifetime for someone to be teammates with Josh Allen. I consider Josh Allen to be my teammate. I know he considers me to be his teammate as well. Ed, put the cocoa butter away. Damn. That's disturbing. That's very, very disturbing. Okay. I can kind of get behind that. Amari Cooper. Take. Uh, Jadeveon Clowney. <laughs> I'm mad boring with my answers. I'm just Seattle. He loves Seattle. He did love Seattle. I think he'll stay. I can't do Seattle. Has anyone even shown interest in him? Is that like, is he? It's really too early to be It's set. too early, yeah. Carolina Panthers. Hmm, that's what I was thinking about. That that is what I was thinking about. I'm gonna say they I'm fucking s- need a guy. They need anything. He'll go, back, he'll go back to the Carolina area. He'd play at Southern Carolina. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Atlanta Falcons. Ugh, those are two. Those are two good ones. Actually, I like those. I I think he stays with Seattle. It seemed like he okay. liked it there. Yeah, he but. he talked about loving playing for Russell Wilson and. But two playing teams. for a contender. I think he said he wants to play for a contender. I, yeah. A lot of people say that, so we'll see. Right. You, you got Vic Beasley leaving the uh, Falcons. Fuck yeah. Beasley. And yeah. you got Luke Keekley leaving, so those are good options. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Byron Jones, cornerback for the Cowboys. So I think he's going to be the guy to go. Thank you for clarifying his position. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> okay, if anybody's going to go, it's going to be him. New York yeah. Giants. The Giants? Uh... I'll ride with you on that one. Sure, he goes to the Giants. Why not? I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. Explain. Arizona. They need a man-to-man corner. They need an elite man-to-man corner. They have they have Patrick Peterson, who's more than capable. But you put Peterson on the other side, you bring in Byron Jones, you have two shutdown corners on both sides of the field. Byron Jones was not part of that Legion of Boom squad. That was Byron Maxwell, right? Yes. Or, uh, I'm going to go with the Jets. They have a lot of money. They need a corner. It's coming to New York, looks like. It's gonna be another cor- another corner for the Jets. I feel like I feel like they have spent good amount of money on a corner for like the last four years in a row. Well they've they spent money on Tremaine Johnson. Tremaine Johnson. He's been absolutely awful. I yeah. don't know why I anticipated these free agent names were gonna be like way juicier. Like I didn't expect they were gonna be like Byron Maxwell and shit. Oh no Byron Jones. Byron Jones. Oh, Jones. Uh AJ Green. Oh, uh, if Joe Burrow goes there, which is most likely going to happen, he's going to stay. That would be smart. It would be smart. I they, feel like it's a very AJ Green thing to do to stay. Sounds like AJ Green. He'd be like, right, I'll take my money. Take a one-year deal to stay. I, I would, first of all, he goes wherever the most money is because when's the last time he played a full season? Has he ever played a full season? Yeah, oh, he has. When's the last time he played football? Because he didn't play all last year. He did play last year a little bit, but. He gets hurt a lot, definitely. Uh, I'm going to go to no New England. Gi- Good one. I think he's going to go to the Pats. I don't think anybody's giving him a multi-year deal unless no. they can really just swallow it. But I think this is like a prove-it, one-year year, one year deal type situation for A.J. Green. If we're talking one-year deal, Pats makes so much sense. Yeah. I'm, go- I'm going with the other team that needs a wide receiver. Green Bay. Ooh. A.J. Green, Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. That would be ridiculous. I can't see A.J. Green in a Packers uniform, though. Neither can I. But just the um, the commentary that can be had about Aaron Rodgers with A.J. Green and Devontae Adams, I think that's Joe Buck's wet dream. That Aaron Rodgers now will have two, on paper, elite 
wide receivers. Devontae Adams is elite. A.J. Green can be if he stays healthy. We'll never forget the days when Aaron Rodgers was throwing the ball to Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, and fucking everyone else under the sun. Those were the days. Oh, Those were the days. Greg Jennings. Um, America's favorite quarterback, James Winston. I think he stays in Tampa. You think he does stay in Tampa? Yeah, I, I do Bruce as well. Ride with him. Okay. I just don't want to keep saying the teams that they're already on. Yeah, I know. But a lot of these guys, I think their best situation for them is to just stick with their teams. Like, James Winston probably would be best off in Tampa if they got him a running back. If they somehow convince him to stop throwing the ball to the team, I think that he could be a really good quarterback for them. But it's going to be hard to do. I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, wow. James to the Colts? Oof. He, he has, Oof. Love to he has, an, he has an offensive line. He has a running game, which is something they did not have in Tampa Bay. Takes the pressure off of him not to throw. And he has an elite receiver there in T.Y. And he does like his tight ends. And he does love his tight ends. Yeah, or He loves Cameron Bray, not O.J. Howard. Right. <laughs> so, Jack Doyle. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going to say the Indianapolis Colts in this one. Um, I don't think the Colts would do it. I no, I don't, I don't think so either. I think, that, I think that Frank Reich really loves him, some Jacoby yeah, Brissett. I, I think... Chris Ballard's one of the best GMs in the league. You know, Where he's not he's not gonna overpay no, for no for any for anybody, let alone a starting quarterback. Uh okay. Austin Hooper. So it would make sense for him to stay in Atlanta, but they don't really have the money for it, do they? No, they do not. Could they franchise tag him? They could. That's my keeper for fantasy football next season. They could. I want him to go to the Patriots. They do need a tight end. I'm just being selfish right now. He's my fantasy keeper next year. That would be beautiful. If Tom Brady stays and he goes to the Patriots, like that. Um, I'm thinking Buffalo. They, need, they could use another weapon for Josh Allen. A tight end would be good for him. Yep. They do have the money for it. So I'm going to stick with Buffalo. I'm going to say the New York Jets. I would fucking throw up. Say the New York Jets. Um, they they need just, a, they need a tight end. They just signed Ryan Griffin to a kind of a big, not a big deal, but they did sign him to a four year deal. They did. So I don't know if they'll double down on another tight end. Fuck Ryan Griffin. Guy in fucking <laughs> injured reserve like five minutes before the game started. Um, Completely fucked me up, fantasy. More like two days before the game started, but... Uh, I, it's a tight end. I wasn't looking at that, all right? I thought I was locked in, all right? If it was a quarterback, I would have noticed. I'm going to go with the... You can just say the Atlanta Falcons. Seattle Seahawks. Hmm. They do need a tight end. So I whoa, think, whoa, 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 whoa. They do not need a tight end. <laughs> I think they I have Bill Disley. I think Bill Jake, Disley. Jacob Hollister can go. They have big Montana. Jacob somehow. Hollister can also go fuck himself. No, Jacob Hollister is also a free agent. Yeah, and Thank God. Bill Disley is the next Mike Ditka. So. It, I'm 100% agree. <laughs> okay. All right. The next Ditka. All right, speaking of the next Mike Ditka, uh, Hunter Henry. Not going anywhere. I actually, I heard, like, Hunter Henry Patriots. That's where I think he goes. I think I think the Patriots. I don't, I think he'll stay in L.A. I, no, I don't, I don't think he'll go to New England. They need to give Justin Herbert a big target. If he goes there. 
that's LA? that's also a big caveat to all this is is will a team leapfrog the Chargers to get Justin Herbert? Is that their guy right now? Is that con- confirm their guy? It's not confirm their I've guy. Been staying but so far away from these mock drafts, when I tell you, I have no idea what people are projected. They're the sixth overall pick, and there are three quarterbacks that are going to be going in the top six, with the teams in front of them the being the New York Giants, the Detroit Lions, and the for quarterbacks. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the ones that don't need a quarterback. The well, Giants, the Giants, and the, and the, Lions, the Giants, Lions, and the Redskins. Yeah. Yes, the Lions that, need a quarterback. No, they don't. The Lions? Matt no. Stafford's got some weird shit going on with his back. He might never play again. Uh, they're not it's taking all a quarterback. speculation. They're not taking quarterback. I, think he, I actually think he might not play again. Mm. I'm not a doctor. Lions so right now. The Lions, the Lions right. have said that he's going he's to be ready for OTS. Yeah. You want to know exactly what the Lions are going to do? Because they're the Lions and they're fucked. They're going to keep Stafford, expect him to play next season, and maybe, if they're lucky a week before the season, I'd, I'd say 24 hours before kickoff for their first game. He, like, doesn't pass some medical or some shit like that. Can never play again. And they have no quarterback going into the season. Because it's the Lions. And they're fucked. They have David Blah. David Blah. David I love Blow the Torch. Guy. David Blowfish. David Blowfish. Uh, I said the Patriots for, for Hunter Henry. I don't know how we got to talk about the Lions. But, uh, we... <laughs> oh, we talked about Hunter Henry, the Chargers, and then Herbert, and then... The Lions are fucked. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're not fucked. They're, they're always fucked. They're entirely fucked. They're fucked with Patricia. They're, they're very, very fucked with Patricia. Um, all right, we'll do one more. Teddy Bridgewater. You know my take. I don't need to talk about it. I agree with that. Carolina Panthers. I th- I'll second that. Uh, I'll pull up Chicago. Interesting. Fuck it. He's going to New England. Replacing Tom Brady. Stick with my take. Mm. He's okay. an efficient passer. He's not, right? I'm not going to say it's because he doesn't throw a long ball. He's the same guy as Tom Brady, but... Or... If Jameis does leave Tampa. True. I think we have... It's like we have a, an excess of quarterbacks going to next year. Like, there's going to be some good quarterbacks who aren't playing. Yeah. As opposed to some years where you have some terrible quarterbacks yeah, who aren't playing. Great yeah. time for QBs. I didn't even mention Ryan Tannehill because I think everyone here thinks he's going back to Tennessee. I didn't mention Derrick Henry because I think everybody here thinks he's going back to Tennessee. Um, so, just certain things to keep in mind. Um... Okay, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Time to talk to The Bachelor. Twice in one week, boys. You ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so the ladies, we've moved on from Costa Rica for The Bachelor. We are now in Chile. Moving up in the world. Where the man Pistol Pete, man Pistol Pete, has declared that it's about to get hot and it's about to get spicy. Very hot, very hot, very spicy. That it did, very fast. Yes. So, we start off at the very very beginning of the episode, where McKenna is, of course, the leader of the girls. It, it just it just seems like that she is the head honcho, where she's given this, this speech about wanting to put the drama behind us. And, of course, she just starts crying. Right away. Starts crying. Well, she did kind of get shit on. Lily Victoria was like, yeah, boy. And then she went into the whole... Last episode, impromptu cocktail party thing. And this is true. So she got that it. was foul play by McKenna. It was. It was. It was very true. I love how well, McKenna's the twenty-two-year-old, but she's the leader of the room, or she tries to be the leader. Of the tries room to be. She tries got, to be. She got, I respect she got it. a set of balls I for that. It, yeah. But to exactly. be, but to be fair to McKenna, also, she did not start the mini cocktail party. That was that Tammy, was Tammy yeah. who we will get to. Certainly. 
Uh, but Victoria F., of course, dropping the line. Uh, the fact is, if Peter liked you, he would have made time with you, and he hasn't. Yowzer. Yeah. <laughs> Yowzer. Um, Victoria F.? That's Victoria F. that said that, yes. She says some ruthless stuff sometimes. Now, if she does win, and Peter's watched this now, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. she says some hard stuff sometimes. She does. She's very, she's, she is very uh, rough around the edges. So, Peter then shows up, and the first one-on-one -on -one of the night goes to Hannah Ann. There we go. Gets her, time. gets her one-on-one. -on -one. Her first one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. yeah. So weird. Her first, her first one-on-one. -on -one. So time, baby. Oh, you know what it was? The first cocktail party felt yeah. like a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> she took up half the Definitely, time. Yep. This is true. And saw the bottle of champagne. Uh, so they leave the little uh, vanity area where the ladies were. And they're hand-in-hand -hand walking down the street. And they just so happen to stumble across a, Ch a Chilean couple. One that speaks English, one that speaks very little English, and they're talking about what is the definition of love, and my man just goes, "Love." Oh yeah, he said the definition of love was love. Yeah, one of the words he, he did gave. mention. He love. gave some other other nice words. That were yeah, sure. They sh I'm sure they were very good and true, but he said love at the end. Love is love. I mean, that's, that's, all I, that's all I'm taking out of that. That's poetry. It's essential for a healthy relationship. I also apparently. love when Peter speaks Spanish. It's very nice. It's very suave. Yeah. Very 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 it's suave. Very smooth. He totally says it to flex on him too. Like he's doing it to like, like oh, by the way, I speak Spanish. It's like, yeah, without question. It's like it's like one of those videos um, that like some American will go into like China, or into like Japan or South Korea, and like pretend like they don't know the language, and then just drop like the language on them, and they just start talking and like ah, like you you know what you're talking about. And yeah. Then they're like oh, then they like no, they're nice to you. But that's what Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete knows his knows his Spanish. He's a very well-rounded individual. He is Cuban. He is Cuban. This this is very true. Uh, then they stumble across the. Uh, I, I guess it'd be. I don't know if this is the uh, what they are called, but the uh, mariachi band in the middle of the square in Chile, where him and yeah. Hannah Ann just I'm start. I'm sure there's a culturally appropriate I'm, name for the Chilean. Yes, I'm sure Spanish. there is. But the only thing that I know of right now is the mariachi band. So a, if you do Spanish, know a Spanish like like. Country band, like whatever you want to call that. Yes, it's called a mariachi band. Or we can just call them street performers. Street performers, there you go. And Hannah Ann and, and Peter, of course, of course, the only ones out of everyone that just start dancing and twirling and, in you know. In a very big circle, too. In a very big circle. Very, very big circle. Coincidental on an American TV show? Sure. Just very coincidental that just so happened to work out that way. Um, and then they go to their dinner, and then... Peter, of course, starts pressing Hannah Ann about, you know, does she really feel good about where they are? Is she ready to take a step forward? Because, of course, she's 23 and he's 28, which is, you know, that's a, a big gap. One is looking to get married. One may not be looking to get married. You know, you, you, you don't know. Um, I, I, I have questions about Hannah Ann. I, I, I do, too. I'm a Hannah Ann fan. Big Hannah Ann fan, yeah. but she lost some points, I think, with this with this little date that she went on. She did, and then Peter gets up and he goes walks outside and you know is deep in his feels. That's one thing about about Pete too is that that man wears his heart on his sleeve and he gets deep. He loves his alone time to stand and think. Oh, he loves the dramatic walk away. Oh yes, he does. He loves that shit. He lives for it. 
Um, and then, of course, Hannah Ann comes up to, uh, to Pete after she had admitted to him that she had never been in love. He, she had been with someone for three and a half years and, had, and was not in love, which is, I, don't know uh, if I guess, hard to believe. sure. It, but that was weird for me because I couldn't tell if she was, she said the thing when she came out to talk to Pete, she goes, I'm used to giving my pageant answers. And Well, she didn't say that specifically, but she was like, I'm used to smiling through it, yada, yada, yada. But was that saying she'd never been in love, like a, like a pageant answer? Was she trying to be like, oh, yeah, I've never been in love. Like, you're going to be the first person I'm in love with. Or was she, like, actually serious? Because if she was serious and she never fell in love with someone after dating for three years, it's like, that's kind of weird. No, that's what I'm on the fence with her about. Is right. Like, is she faking it or is she for real? Yeah. I really I can't know. tell. I can't like, tell. I, don't, I don't know how you could be with someone for three and a half years and not say that you... Love them. I'm just curious. If you were there for three and a half years for a reason. But she came out and she did, like, they they talked it out after. and like whatever. A little. A I little. forget what her ex- response exactly was. A little was, bit. But she I was like, still, after it, I was like, uh, It wasn't clear. It no, wasn't it wasn't. Clear. I don't know. I'm confused with that one. So she does get the one-on-one rose when this is all said and done. Uh, we go back to the hotel where they are staying. And then the ladies get their group date card. And, of course, the names are... Read out Sydney, Natasha, Kelsey, Victoria P, Madison, Tammy, Kelly, and McKenna. And then the other card that comes with it was the one on one, which goes to Victoria F. So Victoria F now gets her second one on one with Pistol Pete. Big ups. Which then subsequently sends McKenna into full on meltdown, where Kelsey has to come in, break this up, play mediator. First time. First time for everything. First time for everything. I know. I know. And McKenna starts to pack her bags in an effort that after the group date, she would be, in fact, uh, going home on her own accord, which is very McKenna. Very McKenna. Just to, you know, give up without getting a one-on-one. Yeah. Very, very fitting. Um, She's been looking for a one-on-one for the past, like, five episodes since the the beginning of the show. Yeah, exactly. And she hasn't gotten it. Um, It's it's so funny because they always pick her out. For the interview, like, while they're, like, leading yeah. up to it, it's, it's always her going, oh, I hope I get this date card. I really need it this time. And every time it's not her. And they always show a close-up of her sitting on the couch with, like, her wine glass. So yep. straight-faced, just so disappointed. Yep. Speaking of McKenna, we did not talk about this in the last episode. I know the two of you want to talk about this. McKenna's tongue. No, we're not talking about that. We're, we're not talking about this? We're cutting this out, no. Why? Because that was, that was, no. Oh, she, li- she licks her lips a lot. Yeah, she does. Yeah. It's, it's very, um, very aggressive. It's very, very aggressive. I don't, I don't, I don't, don't stand for it. Seductive like, no, is a better word. S- no, it's no I didn't find it seductive at all. See, Tim sh- thinks I mentioned her tongue, and I'm going to go and start talking no, about that. She aggressively licks her lips. A sexually devil character. No, 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 no. I was, I felt very personally attacked watching McKenna, you know, move her tongue that aggressively. It's not good to lick your lips like that. You shouldn't do it that much. Absolutely not. It, because, it, again, it results in chapped lips. Yes, and... You don't want that. No, absolutely not. Nobody likes chat lips. Absolutely not. So we move on to the group date, uh, and they are on a Chilean soap opera set, I think it is, where they are filming a show titled El Amor de Pedro. Very, very suave. Now, this might have been the scene that made me the most uncomfortable in the entire show, because I think he kissed every single one of the girls in this scene. Yep. And in, in front of all of them. In, in front, front of everybody of else. Each other. And it was just the weirdest shit ever. Uh, I think the best part of the scene was when Chris Harrison walked in as Pedro's dad, just out of the blue, and said, 
the one that has been waiting for you has been standing right in front of you the entire time, and it's McKenna. And then oh, she thought she was hot shit. Actually. Yeah, she oh, oh my god! It oh, was really did. It was it was it was. They went right into her being like, "This is the best day ever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girls like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You were crying like a half hour ago." It was, it was the best moment of her life. Uh, one thing I took away from this was that nobody, and I mean nobody, this is including Peter, can act. I mean that was terrible. I think it was on my phone for most of that little segment. I just didn't care at all. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. That's, that's a disgraceful thing to say. Everything about The Bachelor is worth caring about. I enjoyed Kelly as the grandma. That was fun to watch. Was that was something. She, she embraced it. She's like, I'm, I'm a favorite. I don't what, did she say, what did she say about incest? What was that line that had everybody cringing? Oh, oh she I, did I say something weird. She made, no, but incest jokes are funny now. So it's Are like, they? Yeah, no, they're like the same thing. They're, they're funny. They're definitely acceptable. Like they're, they're I'll, 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 yeah, I agree. It's I'll not like you're serious. Like you yeah. can, it's to the point where someone can make an incest joke and you're like, no, they're not serious. Is what I'm trying to say. True. Okay. It's an acceptable kind of. It's a brand of humor. Sure. Um, like it was weird that she like was dressed up as a grandma. And was like, oh yeah, like kiss your grandma. Like, but, but like, it was funny. It like, was funny. They're fucking acting in Chile and like they don't know what's going on. Like you make some jokes. Uh, sure. It's good to see Kelly have some humor. Facts. This is true. Yep. This is true. Lighten up a little bit. Uh, Chris Harrison, though, made my night. I mean, is there anything that this man can't do? He he, he is just, guy. he's a gentleman. I, we love some Chris Harrison. Definitely. Chris is welcome on this podcast anytime. Oh, anytime. He is a gentleman. So we get to the cocktail party, um, and everyone is under this impression that there's not going to be any drama. Ooh, that um, that goes up in flames quick. Uh, so Peter sits down with Victoria P. They are still oh reeling God. a little bit from their mishap last week between Peter and Victoria P. and Alea. That whole triangle of death that seemingly has formed over the three of them. Triangle of death. Wow. Triangle of death. Yeah. Um, Peter drops the line, maybe you are more secure and confident in us than I am, which is, which then, then results. Peter, Peter, wait, Peter, what, what are you saying? Peter, what, yep. like, what did you mean by that? Peter, well, I don't understand. What are you trying to say, Peter? What do you mean by that? Peter, what did you just say? Like, Great job, Tim. How many times did she say it? I thought you were her. How many Great times time. did she say it? It was ridiculous. Oh, it was, it was a whole lot of times. Um, At least four. At least. At least. As I the tears begin her. to swell. I feel bad for her because I think she doesn't... I don't. She's no, but no, because I don't think she realizes what she looks like right now. Like, she fully believes that she was just telling the truth the whole time, which she might have been, but that was still a sketchy situation. Very sketchy. And from the outside, she looks like a scammer right now. She does. But to herself, she might fully seem like, I was telling the truth. Like, what did I do wrong? So I get it. Like, I feel bad for her, but that scene was also hilarious, so... I wouldn't say she's a liar, but I would say she's not telling the truth. I see. So, I don't know if she is or she isn't. I think Alaya is such a fraud that I think Victoria uh, P. Right? So take Victoria her P. not P. telling P. the truth ass and just send her home. Don't be sorry. Peter must have said sorry to her about five times. Who Victoria P? Yeah, especially oh, after when he yeah. said that I just don't envision you being my wife. Wow. Then he just drops. Yes. I'm so I'm so sorry. He really did drop that. That's just a big bomb. 
That's a bomb. Like I, I that was a harder cars, hit than Vontez Burr than Antonio Brown. The cars are just that was. Do they have like a car on standby? They definitely did have a Cadillac. They must have yeah. it, right? Because like anytime someone's gone home, there's just been a car just there for them. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah, they have a car ready to I go. I guess you gotta prepare for all uh, possible outcomes. This leads to my future prediction that Victoria P will be the Bachelorette. Oh. God no. Mm, no, because I don't think so. I don't know why. I think it's lined up for uh, one of uh, Hannah Ann or Madison, whoever doesn't get it. I think, do it. I, think I think Hannah Ann is perfect for Paradise. I think yeah. if anybody is good for the Bachelorette, I think it's Kelly. I think Kelly. Ooh, uh, I think I Kelly think is it. perfect for the Bachelorette. No. I think so. I think she's only here because he like brought her here. She has no interest in like the whole game part. Well, of you got you got to look at. Well, we'll get to it at the end. We'll get to it at the end because I don't want to say who's left. We're getting there. Um. So. Victoria P is gone. That happened. And then once Peter sends Victoria P home, who does he find to go cry on the shoulder on? Madison. 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 It all comes back to Madison. So they're sitting on the steps. They're enjoying a nice little time. The Peter wrote a new uh, new script for them to act out, which was equally as terrible, if it not was, more terrible. It was way more terrible. Way more terrible. Way more terrible. They frolic together. And as they are frolicking, uh, inside... Canoodling. Canoodling. There we go. My dad's favorite word. Inside the... Uh, what, would I, what would you call that? Chilean Co- infrastructure. The Chilean infrastructure. Sure. That's what the noble youth say. That's what the noble youth would call it. Sure. The noble youth call it the Chilean infrastructure? Sure. Uh, there is shit going down between uh, Tammy, between McKenna, and between Kelsey. Which, now, tell me if you saw that coming. This, these are the times where I get most annoyed yep. watching this show. Just of how that whole developed just should have never happened. Tammy just pressed her Tammy out of nowhere. Am I wrong? Well, she, no, you guys right. disagree, right? Is that when Tammy just called her a child, right? Basically? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's like, is it the third time McKenna's been called a child now? Is that at least the second. Probably. Someone just said, you're a child. Yeah. Um, Tammy like, loves pressing people about what they do outside yeah, of the show. Yeah, about their lifestyle. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. a well, fucking house flipper. Yeah, Natasha. I think we need to really focus on it for a second. The Tammy flips houses, which is a great job, but that is not some kind of illustrious job. Right. They should just be calling out everyone around you. McKenna definitely makes more money than her fucking selling beauty products on Instagram. I guarantee that. Probably. And then who else was it that she called She out? attacked her for her work, too. Kelsey. Do you have anything to do outside of this to McKenna? She yeah, do you have any responsibilities outside of yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, she does. Getting paid a couple hundred thousand dollars to post a picture for fucking Fenty saying, hey, buy this new makeup set. Like and uh, she attacked Kelsey, too. Well, I mean, that's easy. Kelsey for... No, she doesn't. Oh God, oh, you're a Kelsey fan. How are I'm you? not. No, I'm not a Kelsey fan, but I sympathize with her. Oh, I don't. I sympathize uh, with her. Uh, Natasha summed it up best when describing Tammy, for what it's worth. I don't remember. She this. said, and I quote: "It seems like Tammy's not concerned with pushing things forward with Peter. She's more concerned with eliminating people who don't belong here. She waits until there are nights where she knows she's going to see Peter to address things that are concerned with other people." She does do that. That is Tammy to the letter. Her defense for pressing people is, I'm looking for what's right for Peter. Like she's exactly. Right she's try- she, she has an idea of what's right and what's, what's wrong for Peter. Uh, like, honey, give me a break. Yeah, and she might be right when coming after these girls like Kelsey and McKenna. Like, I kind of agree with like, 
they're probably not the ones for Peter, but, like, why are you pressing them like that? Right. It's not your well, problem. The biggest thing with that, are we going to get to double date now? Uh, no. Oh, no, not yet. Uh, so, Peter, Peter walks back in, finds McKenna. McKenna tells Peter what's going on with Tammy, how she's stirring up shit again, what else is new, and eventually Madison gets the date rose because, of course, it's Madison. Uh, then, then Peter goes on the one-on-one with Victoria F. They go to the ranch. They become, uh, they become a cowboy, cowgirl sort of couple thing. Uh, the, uh, head huasso of the ranch. That was, that was the title. It's one of the only oh, things was. I remember. Yeah, that was. was the only thing I remember from this episode because I was so enamored with the word huasso. Huasso, huasso. Huasso. It's, it's very, very fun to say. Uh, I believe the guy's name was Marco. I believe that was the head huasso was Marco. Um, so they do their whole, their whole thing. Victoria F. likes the horses, the whole bit. Um, then they go sit in the back of the, the wheel barrel cart thing, and they start talking again, and, Vic- and Peter starts pressing Victoria F. now about what her motives are. And Peter basically shares all the concerns that I have and many people have about Victoria F. is that she cannot get out of her own way. Yeah, I agree. We kept saying that uh, while watching the show on yeah. Wednesday. And she, she drives me nuts. I no, I'm defending her again because I really think she has anxiety. Like that's what it seems like. The way she reacts to situations, I think that there's a reasonable way to look at this other than she's just a, an emotional or like you know like a, a shit stirrer or whatever it is. Like no, she just gets anxious about shit. She's oh like, yeah, she's met some guy. Can, they're on a TV show that. trying to fall in love right now, and sometimes it gets weird for her. I can I, agree with that, but doesn't mean she doesn't get in her own way though. No, she does. Yeah. No, she does. But and for I think there should be some sympathy. For all the concerns, oh, also... Totally. I totally sympathize, sympathize with her. I feel so bad yeah. to see her like this. Because she has such a good chance to win this. Exactly. For all the concerns, though, that Peter has about Victoria F. leaving during this sequence, um, I was just saying to myself, Peter, she's not leaving. She loves the cameras too much. She she Victoria she F? loves the cameras uh, too much. I don't know. Who is your Let's favorite? Just... Who is your favorite to win right now? Madison. Because you should have... Oh, okay. Madison. But you just think everyone else is just no shot. No, there's problems with everybody else. There's some, there is something with every other person that's left that I can pick out. The only one that has that has nothing that I've seen so far is Madison. Madison Madison is involved in nothing. He's not wrong. If we're going from the drama aspect of it, like who's been involved in this shit, yeah, Madison hasn't been involved in anything. Madison has not been involved in anything. She is a borderline saint. Did you hit her up yet? Did you DM her like Brett DM Vanessa Hudgens? And well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit her up because I don't want to go I don't want to go to hell for encouraging someone else to cheat when they are about to be married. Because my prediction is that she is going to win. So if she does not win, then I'll hit up I'll hit her up. But right now I need I need all the points that I can get to get into heaven. It's never too early to start. You know, making sure that I have those points that way when I when it is my time to go to the pearly gates. I make sure that St. Peter lets me in. Vanessa Hutchins still has not answered my second DM yet. Just want to say that. She's still busy. Yeah. Uh, she's just a little busy right now. It's fine. I respect her uh, her grounds. It's okay. She's busy this month. Next month, hit her up. She's busy doing other things. I'll try to get in March. Smart plan. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. Maybe you can hit her up for, for Valentine's Day. See what she's doing. So there's double date. Yeah, let's, let's get to that. I don't want to talk about this anymore. 
We had our whole Victoria F bashing session. Oh, are we going to talk about how Victoria F just cried in the bathroom? Can we talk about that too? If you want to. If you really want to, like, it's the same thing. Like, she's probably yeah. getting anxious about this. Like, yeah, so she, she goes, they have the dinner. Uh, I'm so eager to shit on Victoria F. I really can't, I can't stand it. The mission really was to get Victoria P to open up and Victoria F, she, Victoria F excuse me, to uh, to open up. Uh, Peter was basically on his knees begging at that point, just to get to get Victoria F to just open up. She loses her shit, goes into the bathroom, cries again, and Peter is just left hanging for the second one on one in a row, because he also did leave Hannah Ann hanging. So I, I guess it's like one and a half because I wouldn't say that Hannah Ann. No. Left Peter hanging on that one. Okay, now we go back to the hotel, and there's one more day card, and now everyone is flipping the fuck out because nobody knows what the hell's going on. Kelly gets it, of course, and is the bearer of bad news that it is the first two-on-one of the season between McKenna and Tammy. There's going to be more of them? It's, a, it's the first one of the season. Sometimes there are more than one. What do you mean, oh God? No, that was that's great television. They're 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 intense. We we love the two on ones, but the so much shorter than I expected too. It's literally like he brings him into a room, sits him down, takes him apart, says, "Hey, what do you have to say? What do you have to say?" And he just makes a decision. And then so, there's a little bit of shit talking between the two in between. Yeah. Like he's not in the room. Yeah, right. You're just like you're a bitch. You're well, a the bitch. date card the date card also read enough is enough. So that was that was something also. That was Peter laying down the hammer. Uh, so, yes, they do go to the pre-cocktail party before the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. And Peter gets the census from Tammy, gets the census from McKenna. They plead their cases as to who should stay and who should go. And at the end of it, uh, McKenna makes it to the rose ceremony and Tammy is sent home on the spot. And I say, thank God. Yes, we were very excited when this happened. Me and Tim jumped up a little bit and gave each other a nice high five. Yeah. Because we thought McKenna was going home. Yeah. When, he, um, when Peter started talking to her. And I he th- hit the reverse, did a little bit of a half spin move, looked at Tammy and said, I'm going to walk you out. And we lost our minds. Yeah. I, mean, I think we all did. I think, I think all of America did. One of the most Certainly. underrated savage lines from Peter from this entire show so far is him with Tammy in a two-on-one when he says, well, like, what do you think our relationship is? Because I hope everyone else took a second to think about it for a second and realize that they have not talked about anything at all the entire show except for her talking about other right. women on the show. Well, did you see uh, the one shot that veered into the other room while McKenna and Peter are talking that Tammy was just starts walking back. by that she's trying to eavesdrop in the conversation? I thought she was going to in. I thought she was too, and I thought it was going yeah. to get fucking crazy. I didn't know what these two on ones were about. I thought that was going to go south real quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I also didn't know one of them was going to go home in the middle of directly. It. Yeah, at that spot. I didn't realize one of them was getting sent home right away. I thought they were going to go to the rose ceremony and figure it out there. Right. But he really just said two times this episode. He just went, "See ya." Yep. So we get to the rose ceremony after that. Uh, we have, of course. Victoria F. and Hannah Ann that are safe, along with Madison from the group date. So, three roses to be handed out to get to our last six. Kelsey gets her rose. Oh, I was so shook during this. So was I. We all were. Natasha 
got her rose. That's when we all started losing our minds. That's when we all started losing it. she got the second to last one. And she still right. had her one-on-one. Right. Which is wild. So now we have, going into the last rose, we have Kelly, we have Sydney, and we have McKenna. McKenna, at that point, when she was going up against Sydney and Kelly, we said McKenna was done. But I don't think anybody expected that Sydney and Kelly would be in the bottom two with one of them going home. I thought that was like the big wow. I don't know how Natasha's at this point. I I really don't. I guess somehow Sydney's lie got justified because that whole thing came out with her the the high school yearbook and all that stuff true good I point don't know if that ever came into the attention of peter because mm. no i don't think no. so while it's going on probably not because that'd, that'd be hard um no cell phones yeah it's no way he could no, have found it, it, out I, it's possible like it is possible that it happened Maybe. just because she went home in such a weird way like that she just went home after being on good terms with him i'm curious if something came out internally Yes, so Kelly then gets the last rose. So McKenna survived the two-on-one, only to get dumped about two hours later. <laughs> it's the most McKenna thing to happen. That's yeah. that's That sums rough. up her season. That's rough. So, so she got the whole entire show she was begging for a one-on-one. Yep. She doesn't get her one-on-one. Yep. Then she justifies all of her experiences by one single time that she kisses him in front of everyone else. Thinks she's high on life. Yep. Conquer the world. Then she gets a two-on-one, where she's a half-assed, a half-assed version of a one-on-one. And then she gets sent home right after that because she thinks she's safe. Yep. She just got fucking tossed around yeah. this entire show. I Pretty much. For her. Uh, Sydney, I feel terribly for because I really thought that Sydney was going to make it further than Natasha. I think that was like, ooh. I think if anybody said to me that your top six was going to be Sydney, Kelsey, Kelly, Madison, Victoria F., and Hannah Ann, I would have said, all right, fine. I really didn't think Natasha would be in that. I didn't think so either. I but, think that it was a sign that he's really looking for, like, maturity over anything else right now. Yeah, but, it's like... Nata- Natasha's without a doubt the most mature one on the show. Yeah, but Natasha, like, Natasha is also, like, she's more of a homie. No, I, I'm completely on board with Adam. No, so she's I, more of a homie. I do agree, but like, I still think that she's mature and like she she. There's no question she's she mature. She's 31. She has a good conversation with him. It's never about anything. else. An honest conversation. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah, and it's her a, she hasn't gotten a one on one yet. And that's probably what's kept her in it right now. Well, she's had I, so many solid conversations without getting a one on one that Peter's still intrigued that he wants to get a one. She's gonna have a one on one yeah. next, next week. Yep, yeah. she gets her uh, she gets her one on one. Uh, I will say though that we probably have not seen the last of McKenna, just because she is perfect for Paradise. Oh, oh! Twitter oh, was all about yeah. that. Yeah, no, she's perfect. Gonna, she's gonna be on Paradise without yeah. a doubt. I would say we probably saw the last of Sydney. Um, Tammy, I don't really know. Um, She'll only be on Paradise. She wouldn't be the Bachelorette. No, she would not be the Bachelorette. No yeah, way. So. Tammy Bachelorette. No way. No uh, thank you. Um, Tell all the guys why they suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, before we wrap things up, uh, there was something that I want to talk about in the last episode that we did not get to that pertains to The Bachelor. Um, the coloring board on the women when they were doing their cosmopolitan photo shoot. We talked about this. Did we? Yeah. I did. Yeah, definitely. Because I was like, what the hell was that? There was a yeah. giant red we were 100% oh, okay. It got, it got blown up, though. 
Oh, we did. So did I very much. We were so. talking about at the time, Tim, when you said that there was a giant red crescent on Victoria F's ass. Apparently, there was also there was another there was one. Well, there was there a was bunch a that one. we didn't yeah. even realize. Which yeah, actually, props to them. They probably made that one so atrocious that you didn't even realize the rest of them were going on. Right. Because if you realize they were all like that, you probably would be pretty like, "What the fuck's going on?" Uh, apparently, they're all wearing thong bikinis, though, which is like you can't be showing that on, on ABC. Apparently not, because ABC is a family is a family channel. A- ABC will blur out people wearing like. I, th- I think yoga pants got blurred out one time. I wouldn't be surprised. I actually, if, I'm pretty sure that happened. If the Bachelor was on Fox, you could bet your ass that they would have shown, literally and figuratively, that they would have shown just Fox? the full, the the the, the full, uh, uh, full cheeks. But because absolutely it, not, Fox is the most conservative TV network. They wouldn't. Just they would have shown ass it. cheeks. They're not gonna show on ABC. ABC is more conservative than Fox, just because ABC is Disney. Disney would have played it safe. Disney would have played it very, very safe. Um, any last thoughts, uh, gentlemen? They're going to uh, where are they going next? Peru, Lima, Peru. Oh, they are going to Peru, right? Doing like yeah. a South American tour right here. Go South American them. tour before they end up. They end up the, hometowns, hometowns after next week, Double and brother. then and then we get the finale. It's so weird that we're we're watching this in the winter. So right now it's technically the summer in the south. Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. But they're dressed like it's like the fall slash winter because they're in the Southern Hemisphere during our summer. This is true. Filmed. Maybe global warming is affecting their summer. Maybe it's making it a little colder. I don't think that's how global warming works, but okay. Well, if you think about it, because if we're warmer here, it's the opposite. Global warming doesn't just individually affect you. It affects the entire planet. So I'm saying it affects the entire planet. I'm saying we're warmer, right? Thank we're warmer in our winter. <laughs> we're warmer in our winter, and it's colder in their summer during this period. All right, fine. Take that. <laughs> Send us away. <laughs> okay, that Put is a it. Put in the back of the head of this one, all right? Yes. Uh, we will be back next week for, of course, more Bachelor, more sports, everything that you want here at the Basement Talk Podcast. Brett, Tim, thank you very much. Matt, thanks. Uh, strike two. Uh, I'm your host, Ed Birdsell. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Your and true.